The Gutter Skypes. The Gutter Skypes record and present tabletop RPGs, played and enjoyed by participants who live thousands of miles away from each other. In this digital age, all things are possible. Many of them are even fun. Hello. Hello very much. No, wait a minute. It's thank you very much. For what? Well, for downloading The Gutter Skypes, episode 54. What have we got going here? Well, what we've got is a session of Octane, edited by Blind Geek, and presented for us here on The Gutter Skypes. I'm not going to go a lot into it because Blind Geek does his own introduction to the session. It is from a while ago, but he'll explain about that. What I will say, though, is that there's going to be feedback read. There's going to be an email read at the beginning that was recorded kind of recently, but that I pulled out of the recording in order to place here so that it doesn't have to wait too terribly long to be read and heard here on the Gutter Skypes. So once that listener feedback is presented here at the beginning of this episode in a timely manner, rather than making uh, letting months go by, then you'll hear Blind Geek's introduction to the Octane session with the Gutter Skypes Mach 2. And here at the beginning, while I have your attention, I'll also read this forum posting by BizLab, which makes a lot more sense now to hear because the very last episode, 53 was our fiasco one-shot. So here we go with BizLab's forum post. He writes, Curse you, gutter skypes. I had given up hope of finding an actual play session of fiasco floating about the internet. My hopes dashed. I had firmly resolved to run my group through and record a session of fiasco. Not two days before we were ready to release it, you guys beat us to the punch. Curse you, gutter skypes. Seriously, I love your show, and our Steam, Steel, and Murder podcast still plays your bumpers. Keep up the good gaming, shifty dog eyes. You aren't planning to release a session of John Wick's Blood and Honor, are you? No? Excellent. And that forum post from BizLab. Well, it's, uh, it, um, I'm sorry about the bad timing there. I certainly don't see why, uh, why you'd be worried, worried too terribly much about that, but yeah, there it was. I, I, I wish I could have given you some warning. I do have to once again recommend folks check out of Steam, Steel, and Murder, and uh, I'm still catching myself up on it, and I'll repeat my thanks to BizLab and the whole crew there over uh, the fine gaming and the fact that you have, in fact, played Gutter Skype's bumpers as well as Solid Symbols commercials, so thank you very much, and thank you for the forum input. So that also delivered in a timely fashion, or at least in a fashion that doesn't mean the feedback is months and months old. Here we are. Okay, next up, you'll hear uh, email feedback read in an earlier, uh, in a Gutter Skypes session recorded recently, so that it uh, makes it out and up online faster. And then, of course, Octane. Played by Gutterskype's Mach 2 and edited by Blind Geek. Here we go.
I want to try something with an email because we have an email. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what we sure. have. Uh, and, and we, we each uh, take a word. We, <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, Come wow. on, that would be fun. It's like zippity doo dah. Have you ever done that with zippity doo dah? Come on, I'm, it's fun. I'm, try, I'm trying <laughs> to. I'm trying to imagine uh, who who it would be fun for, but. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, that's about that's about it. it, it, it and be. does anyone else really matter? No. <laughs> well, granted, granted, as long as but... I'm entertained, that's all that needs to happen. <laughs> I, I I do get that, but. Um, I'll hear that. What, no, what go gonna, on. Read it. What I'm probably going to do is uh, um, cut it out of uh, this particular recording and insert it before or at the beginning of the next thing that goes up. Uh, in other words, uh-huh. uh, the next thing that's going to get posted isn't going to be this particular record, uh, recorded session because, of course, I mean, we've got session two that hasn't gone up yet. And mm. we've got uh, Icon's character creation from Mach 2 that hasn't gone up. And the team creation thing that hasn't gone up for Mach 2 and uh, our inspectors one shot still hasn't gone up I've got a backload of shows and I'm going to get them I'm going to do up the uh, uh, midweek and Sunday and midweek thing to try and get them like cleared out but rather than wait the fiasco game also hasn't gone up I only bring that up because it's going to be one of the only times I get to actually hear a gutter skypes game that I wasn't in actually that did go up but it was on Monday Oh, this hmm. past Monday? Yeah. Okay, then I just haven't seen it yet. Okay, cool. Yeah. Never mind. Shutting up now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it did. Everything that I tried indicated said it was up and available. So, uh, well, yeah, there you go for your personal listening enjoyment. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, yeah, record. I'm going to record. Uh, if we record this now, I'll just cut it out of this and put it at the beginning of a thing the next thing that goes up and uh and uh do that so uh would uh who wants who wants to read it i'll read it <laughs> everybody, everybody no, no, is leaping at the chance to, to this is from Sean W so it's uh it's like our our favorite uh, Hi, Sean. Swashbuckler with the broken hey. foot. Hey, Sean. Okay, listen. So here we go. The, t- the name of the email is Tables Set for Action. And Sean W. writes, Dear Gutter Skypes. Note, it says Gutter Skypes. <laughs> he says, I, he says, how can he prove it? I can, I'll forward it to you. Undoctored. We've gone through this before. We can. Yes, we, there's no <laughs> way to prove anything. Edit it. Yeah. I could, I could be from another planet. You have no way of knowing. Okay. <laughs> no way of knowing. All right. Uh, Sean, Sean writes, I really enjoyed your Icons character creation session and hope to create characters for my own group soon. I find it interesting how people can interpret the results of the Icons table. Well, you're, you're all over the place. You're breaking up all over there, man. Big time. What the hell? You're doing your own cyborgy thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Boy, all I did was lean in close <laughs> enough to the screen to actually see it. Uh, Eric, I... turn off the cyborg ray. Adam's trying to read an email. My cyborg ray will be the end of all humanity as we know it. Oh, that was a good. <laughs> At the very least, it'll be the end of close harmony singing. 
<laughs> I'm having Dr. Horrible flashbacks now. Thank you. <laughs> My work here is done. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, yeah, what, all right? I, what did I do? I leaned in close. Uh, and it went, like that. that. All right. Well, let's, let's, here, we'll go? try it again. I'm going to keep all of that, just for entertainment value. Uh, Sean W. <laughs> uh, wrote, and I'm going to try to read again. Okay. I really enjoyed your Icons character creation session and hope to create characters for my own group soon. I find it interesting how people can interpret the results of the Icons tables in wildly different ways. I suspect that if... Well, wait, well, you know, what do you do? You can't spell absolutely everything out. There's got to be some room for, inter- for interpretation. I suspect that if you gave the same randomized results to each of the gutter skypes, you'd wind up with five very different heroes. Yes, yeah, I suppose hmm. so. Hmm. I remember Shandu the Mystic from watching old adventure serials. I believe he was played by Bela Lugosi. Uh, that I didn't know about. Maybe when Bela Lugosi played it, it was called Shandu the Mystic. My only uh, familiarity with it was Shandu the Magician from the 1930s uh, radio show, and it would make perfect sense for them to grab that and use it uh, in kitty adventure weekly serial type things. Blind Geek seemed to be struggling a bit with his character. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now, listen, he's got sound advice here, I think. Maybe. (laughs) I suppose. I don't know. But I have faith in his ability to make things work. See, he's got faith in you. Blind Geek, he believes in you. And so do we all. (laughs) I won't die. Someone believes in me. (laughs) Just clap if you believe in Blind Geek. That's right. (laughs) Hey, stop hissing over there. That's funny. That just... Andros just reminded me of something that happened longer ago than I care to say. My, one of my very first jobs was at a B. Here we go, tangent time. Whee! Yep. <laughs> my, one of my very first jobs, I think my third like real job ever, was working at B. Dalton Bookseller in Livingston, New Jersey. My manager's name was Cookie, and uh, she was the, a very uh, uh, short Irish-looking woman who was actually Jewish, but that's like neither here nor there. Just very Irish-looking. Uh, whatever. She said her one of her dreams would be to go to a production of Peter Pan and have someone come out and say to the kids, Tinkerbell's dead. <laughs> you didn't clap loud enough. And then bring the curtains closed. Wow. That I got a good deal of uh, entertainment out of that bookstore manager that was my boss from long ago. How the hell if you're did get there? We like you already. <laughs> All right. His ability to make things work. Yes, his faith in Blind Geek. That was it. Okay. Yeah. Since, since trained characters have so many specialties and so few powers, you really need to find a niche, 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 to focus on that. To focus on that, the other characters... Ah, here we go. You really need to find a niche to focus on that the other characters don't <laughs> fill. <laughs> Got it in three. All right. I made a trained character named Bookworm, who was a librarian that could shrink herself down to three inches tall. Since her power was so specific, 
I used her specialties to make her a walking encyclopedia and plot exposition source, even going so far as to give her the aspect, hey, I've read about this. Once Blind Geek's character finds his forte and some relevant qualities and challenges, he'll be hard to stop. Thank you. I just, I, I need to read up again on the density power and see if that springs anything to mind. Because the, the, the concept I came up with yesterday, I refuse to use. It is, <laughs> yeah, it would just, I thought about making, you know how I have the one that I have to put somewhere. I thought about putting it in um, coordination and having him be very large, like Baron, what's his name from Dune? Arconan? <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, but I think I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Because I that... thought it was perfect. You know, if he wants to use his density power, he's got this, uh, you know, he just always carries a couple Big Macs with him in his pocket wherever <laughs> he goes. Like, like Popeye and his spinach. Yeah. You know. Pop-Tarts. You know. Pop-Tarts would be better than Popeye's keep better than chicken. Big Mac. Oh, yeah. You know? just... That's good. <laughs> oh, wow. But I just can't do it. I, I've had friends who have uh, very big weight problems like that and I just I don't I think so you know it's one of those deals where it's okay to joke about it if you're kind of in the situation or you are close to someone who is but I'm not sure that would be quite as well received outside of that so I think I better find a different but uh, yeah I, I there's got to be I'll think of something even aside from I'm, that it just reminds you of a movie that not even the director <laughs> wants credit for <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's only so. the big extended version, for some reason. Okay, hang on a sec. I was absolutely serious, though. I was absolutely serious. I wasn't making <laughs> <laughs> his name off of the like four-hour version, but like oh. the two-hour version. That's what I meant. Oh. Yeah, okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. I just, right. I just, I just yeah, how, how that kind of sounded bad. And, <laughs> Don't worry, I had a couple of friends once that thought everything I said was either a pun or a double entendre. They, it was hilarious. <laughs> there can be whole evenings like that, sure. <laughs> um, oh, uh, he wrote more that he probably expects like to be uh, read. <laughs> so he will here. Uh, he'll be hard to stop. So there. Okay, good. Excellent. All right. Since you guys are, were plugging Adamant Entertainment, I thought I'd pitch in with my favorite product from that company, after Icons, of course. The Game Master's Guide to Pulp Adventure. It's a 33-page Am PDF I here now? Dis- yes. Oh, yes. Oh, have you been gone? Have you gone? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I kind of... I, I don't like it. Worried. No, I didn't have my... I don't have my mute on. It just stopped. Was I there? Oh, what the... What I'm sorry hell? to interrupt, but I was like, hello, and you all ignored me as usual. But I'm used to that. <laughs> but no, you couldn't hear me. I wasn't on at all, and I, so I unplugged and replugged, and now I'm back. I didn't actually vanish. Okay. Good. You were, what, what, 
Uh, I can't. What's the last thing? Uh, you d- I didn't disappear. I think the last thing we heard was. I think the last thing I heard was you uh, laughing a bit after I asked for a volunteer to read the letter. <laughs> oh man, no! I've been gone a long time. No, well, I'm. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I. I thought you could hear me, and you all couldn't. So never mind then. No Are worries. You sure I'm you glad you're back. Are you sure you want to cut this whole thing out and put it before another cutter Sure. <laughs> for one email, we're looking at it. We may be using our hour of email time just for this one uh, message. Sorry, I'm mm. shutting up. I really, I didn't know you couldn't hear me. I'm sorry. No, now that you're back, you have to, uh, you have to... Um, uh, Finish reading um, the email. Yeah, read to, Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's see. Based on an essay by Lester Dent. That's where it... Uh, uh, you, 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 oh, since yes. you guys were plugging Adam and Entertainment. Here we go. Uh, did you get this? Uh, yes, yeah, something just showed up. Oh, no. Some, oh, okay, yes, there, there it is. Okay, since you guys were plugging. Adam Nikki, and- you take it from here. Oh. Oh, all right, then. Si- I will speak like Adam. No, I won't. Since you guys were plugging, is it Adam Ant or Adamant? Adamant. 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 Hmm. But it could be Maybe Adamant. when they found it, it was, they expect they <laughs> wanted it to be Adamant. <laughs> he was, it was found in the 80s. He was a former 80s pop. Stand and deliver. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who looked really, really good in lace-up pants. Not that I noticed, but yes, he did. Anyway, Adam, Adamant <laughs> Entertainment, not Adamant. I thought I'd pitch in with my favorite product from that company, After Icons, of course. The Game Master's Guide to Pulp Adventure in a, is a 33-page PDF that discusses the elements of pulp and how to incorporate them into a campaign. That stuff is good, but the real heart of this document is the random pulp adventure generator. You're here. <laughs> Excellent. Based on an essay by... Did it, ooh, all right. Based what? on an essay by Lester Dent, creator of Doc Savage, these tables allow you to assemble a pulp adventure complete with villains, supporting cast, chases, fights, exotic locations, and shocking plot twists. I've used the generator to create over a half dozen adventures for Spirit of the Century, but they could just as easily be used with Hollow Earth Expedition or any other pulp adventure RPG. I'll include the link here so people can check it out. And that that link will be in the show notes for whatever episode this is plugged into. Do I shut up now or do I keep going? Oh, no, please. Uh, Please continue. Yes. All right, then. Finally, I hope you guys don't mind me bringing up my Seven Skies game so much. I just have a hard time not sharing when awesome things happen. We played oh, recently, and I... We played recently, and many epic things occurred, but I'll restrain myself and only mention one. All right, Mr. Smug. No, um... <laughs> I, okay, that was an aside I put in. He's not really smug. At the climax of the adventure... The PCs were confronted by an adolescent dragon rampaging across a university campus. The cowgirl academic lassoed the dragon, the strong guy held the beast in place with the help of some style dice, and the gadgeteer force-fedded a potion that turned the dragon to stone. It was glorious. I just wish I knew what to do next. Maybe I can steal some ideas from your next episode. Your avid listener, Sean W. The dragon turns into a zombie monkey. Mm. It's hard to top a stone dragon. I I don't know. A a potted plant usually works pretty well. I did say stoned. Oh. Oh. 
big bag of Oreos and some brownies. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That'd be topping off a stoned dragon. (laughs) (laughs) I I got two questions. I got two questions for the, for the remaining portion of that email. One is, um, uh, n- n- never mind making mention of awesome things happening in your games. How come you're not recording them and podcasting them? Yeah. And the other, uh, yeah, as if that's the easiest thing in the world to do, but I, I can say it. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is, uh, how do you fit a random adventure generator that you can use for... Spirit of the Century, Earth, uh, Hollow Earth Expedition, just a, 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 a pulp adventure creator in a 33-page PDF. That's well, great. I, I can answer that, actually, if you, since I have the uh, mentioned document. And Ooh. I don't know why I adopted the professorial voice that I just <laughs> did. I was about to say. Because <laughs> 9 out of 10 documents <laughs> survey well, recommends you. Do proceed, <laughs> sir. Serious. <laughs> Pretentious doctoral voice when discussing pretty PDFs. It's very important. It is done because it bases itself (laughs) on the formula that Lester Dent wrote uh, that he used for the creation of over over 35, I believe, Doc Savage uh, adventures. Really? So it's not really... Doc Savage goes to the ball... Losing, losing the professorial voice, it doesn't really get game-specific. Game um, so it, 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 uh, it helps. And it's not just the random adventure generators. also a bunch of running, uh, a bunch of tips for running pulp games and stuff like that. It's a really nice, um, it's a nice GM guide. Well, yeah, then that, that link that is definitely going in. That link is definitely going in the uh, the the show notes for this for this uh, for the episode that this is plugged into. I've used it a time well, to myself, as a matter of fact. The random adventure cool. generator that is. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, all right. For, uh, thank you, Nikki, for reading that. Thank you, Sean W. for for uh, writing in again. And uh, in order to keep relatively current. And not having your e- not have your email read uh, two to three months after you sent it in, uh, th- this section of of uh, tonight's recording is going to be um, excised and plugged into the the uh, the podcast that you're obviously listening to it now. Uh, we now proceed to the adventure that uh, that follows this email uh, as as it is posted. Thank you. Hey folks, this is Blind Geek. Wanted to say a couple things about this game session before you listen to it. We've decided to take chronological order and throw it to the wolves. This was recorded way back on January 18th of this year. And this is our first attempt at Octane. In fact, it almost didn't see the light of listenership. We were not going to podcast this, but we've decided to do it. And I think... It's for the best, because not everything is always wonderful and sweetness and light. Sometimes when you're playing a game, you just got to take the rules and go, oh, crap, what are we doing? And one thing about Octane is it forces you to unlearn certain things that you've learned through what, in some cases, is up to 30 years of traditional gaming. This is my first attempt at really a story game, so... 
it had some awkward moments. I cut down a lot of the pauses of, hmm, what do we do now, and such, where we were trying to think of what we wanted to actually have our characters do or say. I didn't take them out completely because I wanted to, while editing this down to a reasonable length, uh, maintain the feel. So, you may listen to this and think, why did they decide to podcast this? Or you may actually enjoy it. Feedback is always welcome, positive or negative, either through the forums or through email. The cast of characters that you will be hearing in tonight's game are as follows. Blind Geek, that would be me, Game Mastering. Chris, playing the part of Sapphire the Ultra Vixen. Josh, playing the part of Clayton and his car, Dusty. And Pat, playing the part of Teddy the Plucky Kid. Enjoy! What the bloody hell? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus criminy. Did it work? Crazy, it, apparently. Why in the hell was my status set to, and I realize no one has an answer for this, to away in the first place? I didn't set it to I don't have an away. answer for that. Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Get back into <laughs> your robot and leave me the hell alone. Oh boy, Nikki did it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, golly. <sighs> well, we're all here now, and that's the important thing. Yeah. How long? We'll see. Uh, I'm liking these sample characters here in the Octane. I had a feeling you would. Like Ostrich Wrangler makes me smile. I'm a little concerned because I actually <laughs> haven't had a chance to go through. I figure what we will do if we decide to play the... Well, actually, whether we decide to play this or whatever else, we'll have like an hour for character creation and the rest of the time for gaming because... Either one yeah. of these, it's not like it's that difficult to create a character, and it'll also give me a chance to go over the roles again. <sighs> right. Um, <laughs> but, uh... Disco Robot Gigolo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you will notice there was bad mofo on there. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards. I've, I've looked at this game before, and I've debated on buying it, and, uh... It's basically a matter of trying to I don't mind these kind of like shared narrative, forge-baked games, but uh, it's hard getting any of my uh, regular group to get into them, so that was like the main stopping point on it. See, I just, I don't know if I mind them or not, because I've never really experienced one either, except for listening to podcasts. I've only played a couple, I mean, we played uh, Primetime Adventures, and that actually went over pretty well. We just kind of realized we didn't like the series we made up for it. Yeah, that, yeah. Mechanically, it worked pretty well, and... A couple times I played Houses of the Blooded, which isn't quite as outre as this. It went over pretty well, too. Well, my thing, like I said, is just giving up the control, which it's not even... I mean, that sounds so bad. I mean, when you're game mastering a traditional game, it's not like you're really in control, but you kind of are in that... Right. It's weird, because reading the Dragon Age role-playing game that just came out, I'm reading through it, and it it is such an old-school type of role-playing game, it's... I'm getting like this cognitive dissonance because I'm so used to these, uh, you know, shared narrative player empowerment games, even to the extent with Quags. And then 
the adventure in Dragon Age is like a straight up here's your 12 plot points in order type thing. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Well, and in Quacks, I've been trying unsuccessfully to get a more narrative sharing thing going on, and I always forget. Like, for example, if you guys were in the apartment looking for uh, the succubus, what I should have done, and I just slipped back into old habits, was when you rolled to see what you see and you made the roll, I should have said, what do you see? Yeah. You know, and I just forget. It's not even like I change my mind. I just I get so stuck on the way I'm used to doing things that it's so easy to go. Well, here's what you see. And it's like, no. Well, much as I like that kind of play, Quags isn't really made with that mechanic in mind. Although it's easy enough to tack on things like Houses of the Blooded. The whole system is built around that. It's like, oh, you got two successes. State two facts about the uh, situation. Yeah. And uh, I dig that. Like I said, it's easy enough to add on to like something as uh, light as Quags. Well, yeah, we were li- I, we who's we, Eric? It was just you. I was looking at uh, <laughs> the rules. Royal we, <laughs> the royal we. I was looking at uh, Shard, and they've got a really. It's a bit crunchy for my taste in that I'm so spoiled by stuff like Quags that any amount of you know where they go through different. Here's how you handle this. Here's how you'd handle that. Here's how you handle this. And they're all yeah. basic. And I just go, I can't remember all this. And I hate having to flip through the book in the middle of a game. So, But they have a way that they do action and reaction. When you roll for initiative, you do that roll. And then you make an actions roll to see how many actions you get. And you can get a lot, like, yeah. up to, like, it's a random number, bet- anywhere between three and... 12 or something like that, and there's a stat formula that you have, which I, I don't mind that so much, because I'm sure after you did it a few times, it would be like, oh yeah, add 2 to this and roll 3d6, you know, but when you're reading it, you go, but the thing I like is, you can act in, you act in your initiative order, and then for every person's action, anybody who wants to can use one of their actions to react to what that person just did. Hmm. And so it really gives this, at least in theory, this organic feel to combat that I really, I would like to find an easier way to incorporate. It, we kind of do that with Quags the way we're doing it now, where we all declare and then we decide what order things are going to happen in. Yeah. What's uh, what's Shard about? I'll I've heard you, you mention it a couple one. times. I don't know what's uh, I don't know what's what's uh, what's the one sentence description. Oh, I'll definitely let you take this one, Murphy. Uh, big buff anthropomorphic animals and over on I think it's on RPG now they were really there was this huge discussion about it people getting really irate saying that it promotes furry or furry you know it it is no more furry than D&D with uh, you know Dragonborn or Joe Rune was with the Thriddle. It's just you play. You can play an oversized cat or mouse or elephant man, and uh, yeah, the drawings make them look kind of buff. But then, so do all See, the D&D drawings. It's just the way you draw a hero. Yeah, I uh, I I straddle the slime because I don't like anthros much, but I love funny animals. Ah. Like, you would not I, like Shard, then. These are serious animals. Yeah, see, I like, you know, your spider ham and Captain Carrot and du- DuckTales. I'm not big on, <laughs> like, uh, and Usagi Ojimbo. I don't really care for, like, uh, 
abuelo or whatever the the one is. Oh, come on, don't forget tailspin. Come on now, Darkwing Duck. Looking back on him, I still gotta say the one that holds up best for me is still Ducktales because it's all based on Carl Barks stuff. Nothing against Tailspin or Darkwing Duck by any means. Oh, here, I shard the role playing game. Yeah, basically, from the interview I heard, they wanted to do a fantasy using fantasy mythos of India. And since most people aren't ah. familiar with the Indian mythos, they decided, what can we do? And they brought up a very good point, which is one reason why I can't, I don't like most, a, a lot of, I shouldn't say most, uh, unless, unless a campaign world really grabs me with something, I go, Meh, for this very reason. They said the website looks nice. They said either you have standard dwarves and elves and whatnot, which everybody's done to death, or you have to memorize and understand all these new races, which is a real pain in the ass to get new players into because you have to go through and explain to them and then keep track of them yourself and all this stuff. And they said, well, so we wanted to find something that would be interesting to play but wouldn't be old hat. And so we yeah. thought we, something that when you see it, you know exactly what it is anthropomorphic animals. You know what a cat is, you know what a badger is, you know. And I think, in some ways, Octane took the same approach. The guy just took all kinds of cool shit and, uh, you know, you don't need to, you can read the profiles, but Robo Disco Gigolo, pretty much, <laughs> you kind of yeah. know what you're looking at right there. <laughs> He's got an image in your mind already. Exactly. I'm, I'm looking at Shard's website here, and I'm not big on anthro animals, but I've never seen an anthro aardvark before, but it looks pretty neat. <laughs> pretty awesome. <laughs> and the bat warrior with, like, the arcane glyphs written on its wings is, is kind of inspired, i got to say. I like the porcupine. I had not seen that yet. I'm not sure. I like the fact that the Indian role play, the Indian myth fantasy intrigues me. And I understand, having explained, I understand the rationale for putting him with, with animals. Yeah. I'm still just really not sure if it would be my thing or not. But I'll play it if Patrick wants to play it. Oh, I'll yeah, play. Gosh, I was going to tell I'll you, play. I was looking <laughs> at Happily Ever After, and I love the art. You did a great job there, sir. Yeah, it looks wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, blind geek. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, it was almost uh, like there was nothing on the page at some points, though, I have to say. It flows really well, doesn't it? <laughs> so what's our one shot? We're going to play Octane? It's looking that way. We can play Happily Ever After. Um, what is, I'm sorry, what is Octane? Well, it's sort of like that 45 game we were looking at a, uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, now it's about three or a month. Something like that. But anyway, it's sort of along the same lines, but it's a much less traditional style game in that in the way that it's played. The setting is pretty similar. Although you don't find that cool list of roles in forty five. <laughs> I have roles with an E, not with a yeah. Making sure we're all on the same. Okay. I got dibs on Ultra Vixen. <laughs> I am a floating between either the uh, Japanese superhero or the uh, ostrich wrangler. <laughs> but only if I can substitute the horse I get for a riding ostrich. I don't see why not. I'm kind of surprised that that was not specified in the description, frankly. Cause, uh, Josh, you terrify me. <laughs> what? There's, so many, there's actually so many in here that I like. I mean, oh, yeah. The Hell Jack sounds kind of cool. 
Let's see which one. Oh, is that like the Hellboy? Yeah, that's the Hellboy one. pastiche. Mutant Trucker is fun. Now, one thing he doesn't really address is what if you want to play a mutant ostrich wrangler? I guess there's just nothing stopping you. You could create it or... Yeah, none of these look really cast in stone. Yeah. In fact, he makes a point of saying that's just a springboard to go from. Yeah. I'm sure if you wanted to make a mutant ostrich just... wrangler, for example, you could just take some style points out of one thing and put them in might. Or, hell, you might not even need to do that if it was a, just a cosmetic thing, like having three arms or something. Classic smart cars need to... Oh, my goodness, there's too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Man, you could play I, Kit I, in this game. God! I know. <laughs> I like Pimp Repo Bot. Man. You could, play, you could play Pimp Bot in Kit with I'm the Repo you, Man. Yeah. If we end up not liking the mechanics, I reserve the right to quagsify this baby. And uh, God bless I, you, sir. I don't see any reason why this wouldn't work. Uh, we, we've played post-apocalypse stuff with Quags in the past. Uh, Mark McCusick from Toledo... I probably totally said his name wrong. Um, he uh, he played it at, ran it at Bashcon a few years ago in his Quags in a Bag game. I played a mutant cactus gunslinger. It was awesome. <laughs> French mutant cactus gunslinger. Oh, well, hell, of course. Got to make that distinction. It was Cactus Jacques. That is cool. I, I, I was reading on the forum, and I think it was Steve Johnson mm-hmm. posted some... Uh, they, there was a person who was asking some questions about quags and giving a big uh, Robin Hood example, and they were going over everything. And uh, first of all, I apologize to you guys because I think I completely forgot about second chance rolls. And there were a couple times in some of the combats we've had where that might have come in rather handy, although not too many because the problem with vampire and by virtue of being descended from them, vampire ghouls, is that no physical attacks really do much. But uh, when you were using fire, the rules, some of the rules kind of sucked, and I completely forgot about second chance rules, so I'm going to have to remember that for next time. But it got too... Well, first of all, let me finish my original thought, then I had a question for you, oh, Quags runner extraordinaire. The cool thing was, he started going off on some superheroes, a super a Justice League of America game that that uh, everybody played. I'm not. Were you a part of that or no? Not a Justice League one. No, I've run a couple superhero games. Uh, he was no, saying not with Steve, as I recall. And he was saying they used. He said the points may not add up because we used. The, and it was like AMAS or something like that, and I don't know what the hell. Yeah, that's a, uh, ANUS, Alternate Numbering Assignment System. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a mature game, man. That's that's not in the uh, second edition, or maybe sure it, it is, and I just missed it. Is it? It's in a sidebar somewhere, yeah. <laughs> anyway, when I, it reminded me why I love Quags, because I was reading his character uh, write-up of Superman, mm-hmm. and he... You know, in so many games, you've got all this crap that has to be used to delineate his superpowers. He just took it, I think it was either Man of Steel or Kryptonian or something, and that was his game. Yeah, I've seen, Bam. I've, seen the, I've, seen the, I've seen that right up before. It was like Last Son of Krypton. Yeah, it? that's what it was, Last Son of Krypton. Bam. And that's like everything just encapsulated right there. And it's, yep. you know, I just love the fact that they, they leave it up to the GM if, if, if 
if Batman wants to, no matter how much Batman wants to lift a plane, I don't care if his stat is higher. This is Superman. It's not going to happen. You know, you're, you're right. Superman could do it. Batman could not. You don't have. There's. I just love the fact that you don't have to mess with things like scale. It's just. It's an agreed upon. To quote a story game term, player contract, player right. GM contract thing. And I just. I just love the fact that it's last on the Krypton. Bam! It takes care of heat vision. Takes care of flight. Takes care of whatever you agree upon beforehand. Or hell, maybe some things you agree upon after the fact. Right. Yeah, a lot of that's what the yum-yums are for. It's like, you sure I don't have heat vision? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a crypto. We've done that. Yeah. And then uh, the question I had for you is that it seems like... If go back and read these. I haven't checked the form in about a week. There's a lot of activity this week. Good Lord. It seems anyway, like if sorry. I understand... If what he was saying, right, are you supposed to use skills mainly as an addition to a default role? Because if that's the case, I've been completely screwing that. That's or, not the uh, way I've been running it. That's okay. not the way I've, I've ever ran it. And I know a, a number of people don't run it that way. I don't, I don't believe so. It could, um, I'm not sure now. <laughs> uh, because, like, every well, I mean, not, it's not to give a cop-out answer, but everyone of us that runs Quag, we tend to, because it's such a light system, we tend to kind of mold it to our own personal style. And especially because I tend to run more con games than anything else where I'm really not picky on the individual rules. I don't, th- I, I very rarely ever use default rules unless it is for something that you don't have a skill for. And it's something you need to have a skill for. Right. Like, well, say, if you're trying to, I don't know, like, first aid or something, you'd use default brain. But if, my, my understanding of it, and I know there's a couple other Quags people that agree with me on this, is that if you've got a skill in something, you obviously know it and therefore don't need the default role. Yeah, that would be my fault. Other, my thought, too. Otherwise, you've got, you know, if you have a body of 16 and you have a... Um, shooting skill of plus three, if you were adding it to the default, you would have less of a chance of doing it with your skill. With You'd only have it at 11, whereas if you if you just made a straight body roll, you know, it doesn't, well, it let, doesn't make sense. Well, if you didn't have shooting as a skill, I wouldn't let you... I would have you roll a default body roll half your body. If you've got the shooting skill, well, then obviously you've been trained to shoot, so I, I would let you use your full body plus your skill. At least that's how I, I would do it. Right. I think when I was having that discussion on the forum about default roles, which we didn't really get into the skills thing, but we were talking about when to use a default role in general, I think the conclusion I was coming to was that I might have someone use a default role. If you're someone who is a standard uh, M-Force... No, I'm going to... Well, who cares? Let's say there was, for some reason, a fight between two M-Force agents. You're a standard M-Force agent who has the shooting skill... That's one thing, but if you've got someone who has the, the, uh, who is a a specialist in, like, in shooting, they're like the master marksman or whatever. Right. I would probably make the person who's just the standard M four agent roll at a default, even though they have the skill, just because it reflects the other person's superiority in that 
area. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I would probably making the assumption, assuming they have like master marksmen or like trick shot or something like that as their gimmick to make them like the expert marksmen, then I would probably just have them both use their normal skills, but the guy with the like expert marksman gimmick would have a second chance roll with the uh, with the job. Oh, that's true, too. I forgot about... See, again, I forgot about second chance rolls. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I've got one shot to do here, so I didn't want to take too much time with that, but I was curious... And I will let you guys look at the rolls. There's too many crazy rolls here to get the color. Real quick, the characters that you two are looking at, do either um, of you need a weird pet? Weird but cute pet. Oh, uh, if I played the Japanese superhero, maybe. I don't know. I'm looking at two. Either I'm I'm interested in Repo Man, and I'm also interested in uh, Ultra Vixen. <laughs> <laughs> the plucky like weird kid. but cute pit the yeah the plucky kid or the smart car those were the three that struck out to me ultra vixen and the smart car kind of go together <laughs> well ultra vixen um some call me a trailer trash so <laughs> a menace to society i'm thinking like the kind of russ myers character with like the badass car and everything Oh, I think that would work well for Repo Man, though. That would also work well, yeah, the smart car and the Repo Man. Now, what else goes with... Oh, I got a fix in there somewhere. (laughs) I love that character sheet. That is awesome. Character sheet looks like a dashboard of a car. It's great. I'm looking at smart car rustler now. I don't know, man. There's, t- smart car There's too many. The smart car rustler gets an old, beat-up smart car. <laughs> Not like the cool, slick model that the actual player character smart car is. I, I, found a da- I probably would have died out there if you hadn't found a damaged, wild smart car. You repaired it, got it a trustee, and rode it back to civilization. I got stranded in the desert and... I'm the beat up old smart car running in the wild. This game is incredible. <laughs> Michael, I think it's t- I think it's time we get out of this desert, Michael. I'm thinking of more sound like Slim Pickens or something, the beat up one. <laughs> the oh, old yeah. bub, the black hole. I was gonna- Exactly. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> I have a soft spot in my heart for that piece of crap movie. I love the Black Hole. I love that movie. Yeah. My son was so bored with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my other thing. I, I I can't look at it objectively. I grew up with that movie. And so, for me, it's a great classic. Everybody I've shown it to is like, oh my god, what the hell drugs were you on to like this? But uh, I like it. Now you got the figures and everything. I didn't have them. Ah, uh, man, too many good ideas here. I'm just gonna have to write them down and like roll on it. I don't. That's what's gonna happen here. <laughs> well, that reminds me. I gotta get. Uh... Oh, you know what? No, I don't. You guys do the rolling. I don't even have to roll any dice. 
I like this what game already. What dice for this? 3d6. Well, you use d6. Usually it's 3. With plot points, you can add dice to that. And this game and Hollow Earth Expedition are my... I, great for lazy GMs. Don't have to roll any dice if you don't want to. You'd like cinematic unit system possibly too, then. Hmm. GM doesn't roll dice for that either. Hey, hey. I need to break down and get one of those games. It ain't bad. Or... I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. I was thinking Army of Darkness just because it's the only cinematic Unisystem book I'm aware of that has vehicle rolls and not rules. Uh, you might be right on that. Because I don't think Angel does. I know Buffy doesn't. It's an oft-overlooked aspect of game. Even Quags, much as I love it, didn't start with... Uh, and doesn't have one cohesive official vehicle system. I mean, Rocket Jocks is closest... Yeah, wait for Quag's third edition. Wait, wait a long time for Quag's third edition. <laughs> so, does anybody else know what they want to play as far as? Uh, what, what I'm just, play? I'm just writing my character sheet up. Well, he's like one uh, step eight. Man, look at Whoa. him! What are you playing? Uh, Ultra Vixen. Okay, you're playing That's Ultra right. Vixen. Okay. You have any ideas? Uh, Patrick? Yeah, Ty, I'm really, I'm torn between the plucky kid and the smart car, but I'm really leaning toward the plucky kid. Or maybe the tinkerer. <laughs> I know. I'm, like, I'm really solid on this. Alright, I got my little list here of the, uh, I don't know, what am I rolling here? One, two, three. You got the Ultra Vixen, plucky kid, or the, what was the other one? <laughs> the tinkerer? Tinkerer, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with the smart car rustler. I'm going to go with the plucky kid then. All right. Hey, Eric. Yes, sir. Explain magic. Uh, magic. Is, what do you mean? A mechanic? It's a style. Yeah. With magic, you describe what you want to do magically. and But have you read the rules summary yet? Hang on. Maybe I should read that. Uh, yeah, that, that goes into a, a pretty good detail. Well, that's only one page, right? Yes. Okay. Some call you trailer trash, a menace to society, but you've chosen a criminal life for a reason. These all sound like they need to be said with movie trailer voice. <laughs> yeah. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with so. that, I'm just saying... It totally fits with the style he's trying to pull off. So you roll three dice, take the highest score? Yeah. Okay. What is a mode? They go through different modes that you can play the game in. There's Psychotronic, which is kind of... Which is very... Anything goes very kind of... That's the default mode that it's designed for, where it's... Every, you play heroes. Uh, they don't have to be nice people, but they're definitely. If they have a dark side, they're going to be won over in the end. They're they're basically good guys, is what I'm trying to say. Very badly. Sure. But they don't have to be I, like dun, 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 you know. But it's kind of like trauma pictures type of feel. Uh, trauma pictures. I think he uses more for. Um, but yeah, that's what I thought of. But uh, um, then you got Grindhouse, which is more. From Dusk Till Dawn, kind of uh, Quentin Tarantino-type stuff. 
where you can have some of the weirdness and some of the bizarre stuff, but it's much more dark in tone, and there's gratuitous sex and violence all over the place, more so than where a Psychotronic would be more PG-13. Gotcha. And then you've got Cinema Verite, which has no interest for me whatsoever. It's basically playing it off as realistic as possible. Even in the game, he says, if you want to play this game in that mode, you may be actually better off finding a different game. You can do it with this game, but it's not designed that way. And eh. and then the other one is uh, Art House mode. Everything is mythic. There's a lot of symbolism in the stories in the thing. Have you read the Dark Tower series by Stephen no. King? No. No. Oh, okay. I think he used a few dollars more as an example, though I don't know why, because that seems... Anyway, <laughs> haven't really seen it. But Psychotronic is what I was leaning toward. But the roles modes that they give, it's just for... These These roles are best suited for this mode. Like the Ultra Vixen is Grindhouse. You can still play her in Psychotronic mode. It's just would probably be played a little differently. Psychotronic takes a more pulpy slant toward things, whereas Grindhouse takes the same thing and makes it more gritty and brutal. <laughs> gotcha. And if anybody wants, I can read the description of the modes in the, or at least some of them out of the book. I'm trying to figure exactly what I'm supposed to be doing here with this uh, character creation. The first thing you would do is picture your character yeah, in the pose. Okay. in an action pose, and that'll kind of give you a feel for what you want the character to be like. You choose the role, which you've done. I'm like, I'm looking at gear. I mean, is, is the... In this section, is that supposed to be... I mean, it's talking about, like, the major uh, important yeah. item. I don't, am I supposed to pick that from the gear that comes with my uh, I think it's role, kind or? of a guide. Distributing the three points among the styles, we could give one style all three points, or have three one-pointers, right? Or anything in right. Yeah, that's the way I write it, but you have to put at least one point into one of your styles listed under the character. I gotcha. Okay. I guess those items, those uh, gears, it sounds to me like they're suggestions on things that they might have. Yeah, that's the way I write it. Okay. And everybody gets a plot point to start with. And rather than make a big description of what your character looks like, you take three descriptive traits... And that's what you would write down for your character's description. Iconic type of thing. Yeah, the iconic thing. Yeah. It says, here's an official rule. You can only describe three distinct details about your character's appearance. It seems a little draconian on my part, but trust me, it'll make your character that much more distinct. You're also giving stuff to the other players that they'll be able to grab onto. Nobody cares if your character is five foot nine and has short black hair and blue eyes. Less is more. You already know what your character looks like. Let the players create their own mental images, even if they don't match up exactly. Imagination is a powerful thing. And he gives some examples. Hot chick with spiked heels. Yeah. Small monkey wearing an orange sash and carrying a small stick. <laughs> I'm trying to find a thing about skills, because I saw it when I wasn't looking for it. Oh, here we go. You take four from the list... And then you add three. Well, that's right. It's all on that... What am I thinking? It's all on that summary page, isn't it? <laughs> so the answer to your question, Pat, in case it wasn't clear, and I think Chris made it clear, <laughs> but just in case, I just found it, so yes. Thank you. The short answer is yes. You can put all three points <laughs> in one style if you want, but it, if you're going to do that, it needs to be one of the styles that is on your 
suggested styles thing in your role description? I don't think you can put all three into one because it says here you are required to have either might or magic to perform. Oh, to perform those dots. Yeah. Never mind. So it says here you should not put style points in Darren, Ingenuity, Craft, or Charm to perform those stunts. You don't have to. Oh. Yeah, you can do those. Because the only thing the points do is if you roll a 5 or a 6 on your roll, if you roll a 5, you get as many plot points as that style. So anybody can perform something using Daring, but the person who's going to get rewarded for it is the person with daring on their character sheet. So if you have a daring of three, and you're rolling for something, and you roll a five, you not only get to narrate the way the conflict goes, or what happens, you also get three plot points. A person who rolls five with no points in daring, even if they're doing a daring thing, they'll get to narrate, but they don't get any gotcha. plot points for it. And if you get if you roll a six, the same thing happens, but you get an additional plot point. So you would get if you have a daring of three, and you roll a six, you get four plot points. I'm working on my skills. I'll be damned! I think I might be done. Wow. What is it? It's four skills from the list, and then three on your own. Right, yeah. and you, you yeah. could pick one that you could add a fit, you know another one from the list if you want to take all the skills on the list. But right, right, but you don't. You only have to take four of them from the list. Looks like they only have four on most four. of them. Mine had five. Uh, those ultra vixens are you know. <laughs> I did not take cosmetology though. <laughs> I've got skills and stunt driving, dirty fighting, and sarcasm. Nice. I'm not sure where the sarcasm skill will come in handy, but, you know, <laughs> go, go with my strengths. There you go. All the skills I come up with seem to be like aspects. Eh, they seem kind of similar, almost. So I've got uh, cat fighting. <laughs> Vava vroom. Vava vroom. Go, go, go dancing. Delinquent behavior. Those are four from my list. And then I pick fashion sense, mouth like a sailor, and men wrapped around my finger. Okay. Nice. Yeah, my role skills were uh, talking to skittish cars, emergency repairs, stealth, and hot wiring. My major gear is my uh, old Dodge Dart named Dusty. Smart car. My major, it, does, it does not look like the General Lee. My major gear was a heart pendant necklace that I wear around. Ooh. So I don't know if I want to have it some type of magical tie or charm-based or something like that. Like the magical Ultra Vixen. Did you yeah, put points I, in the magic? I did. Ah. I put one point into magic, one into charm, and one into daring. Yeah, I got one daring, one ingenuity, and one craft. Okay. What's your description there? Uh, uh, blonde and stacked. <laughs> I have a unicorn tattoo on the back of my neck, and I love cheap jewelry. Nice. I got a permanent 5 o'clock shadow, oil-stained overalls, and old leather and brass goggles. Pat? Okay, for major gear, okay, plucky kid. 
Major gear slingshot. Flavor, stock photo I call mom. Description, blonde hair always in my eyes. Outgrew my clothes about two years ago and really pitted freckles. Kind of a post-apocalyptic Dennis the Menace is what I was going for. Isn't that called (laughs) acne in most circles? (laughs) Oh, I'm going to love him. (laughs) And then for skills, uh, came with hiding, sneaking, being underestimated, and dead shot with a slingshot. And I added pickpocket, conceal, and beg. (laughs) Nice. Nice. I put under flavor um, leather black pants Stiletto heel boots and pink tube top. I got the uh, my flavor. I've got overalls, toolkit, and I'm still working on other flavor ideas. I think I'm going to put switchblade knife too. I think I'm going to put that rifle that was in the uh, actual like gear listing. Yeah, mine had switchblade. Now the major stuff is like that's like stuff that's part of our character and like has a narrative bond to us. While the flavor is just stuff we can kind of that kind of comes and goes, right? That's, got that that's as far as I am able to determine. I think the whole there was a okay. whole big thing about using plot points to get gear, and I think that's if you want more major stuff. Yeah, it seems to me like if I'm understanding her, if you had a gun as like your major, that would be like your gun that you know carved with your grandfather's initials and scroll work and you know yeah. been passed down and well if you just have gun as flavor it's just like yeah gun <laughs> I'm assuming that's, that's what, what it looks assuming, like yeah. alright then importance rather than utility is what I'm seeing the difference right. is right okay okay and you know <sighs> this being the kind of game that it is you don't really have to put every little piece of gear that you own on there. You wouldn't have to put spiked heels to have spiked heels. I mean, if you want to say I walk into the bar and I have, you know, with my spiked heels, I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, that's not on your sheet. Damn you. Well, maybe That's I'll okay. I needed to write something down for flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a sense for fashion. So I may have many costumes. <laughs> and I will get my little boy toys to carry them for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you guys come up with names yet? Uh, Clayton Torque. Teddy. I'm Sapphire. <laughs> cool. I may have a real name, but you probably won't learn it. The stage name, yep. Yep. I have go-go dancing as one of my skills. <laughs> and the way skills work, if you have a skill that governs what your character wants to do, you get to roll your full three dice. Unskilled characters must use plot points to roll dice during a stunt. Okay. Is a stunt just any time you try and do something? Yeah, he calls them stunts rather than okay. tasks. Challenges or anything? Okay. Right. Do you stack skills? Well, there's really no point. They don't have a numerical value. Oh, you don't go above three dice. Right. Unless you use plot points. Right. Now, what's the numeric point in the styles? You said you get plot points if you get... If you roll a... Like, okay, when you roll three dice... Where am I? Let me get three dice. You take the highest number. Right, you take the highest number, and if that number is a five or a six, you get plot points. If it's a five... You get as many plot points as are in the style that you. Oh, okay, that okay. You if it's a six, you get that many plot points plus 
an additional. Okay. So if I had like three in ingenuity, for instance, and I did something ingenuitive and rolled a five, I'd get three plot points. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. And if you rolled a six, you rolled a six, four. Gotcha. What is the craft style? Is that just to make things? No, actually, let me read you the style. Let me find that description. Hang on a second. Actually, might it might be a good idea to read all the styles. Okay. Yeah. Just a brief few-word description. Okay. Daring is the most action-oriented style. Daring stunts are wild, dangerous, and exciting. Daring can be used to describe a high-speed road duo, a brawl in a burning building, or a series of crazy acrobatic maneuvers in the midst of a gunfight. When a daring stunt goes right, results are spectacular. When the stunt goes wrong, the results can be disastrous. And see, this is, on a side note, this is what I was talking about, about how I don't know if he, remember in, in my email, I said, I don't know if he knows, knew which way he wanted the game to go when he was writing it, because he makes statements like that. But the narration is up to the player for the most part. So you wouldn't have Descri- that many disastrous things occurring in, for example. I mean, that's just uh, you, don't, you don't have my players. <laughs> They Remember, love. Nikki keeps taking a, a shot that's to the true. crotch voluntarily. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She is the so, first person. Some players I've ever seen love abusing their characters. <laughs> yeah, but I think she just does that to make us all cringe. And it I, works. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but no, I, I, that's one reason why I wanted to try playing this kind of game because I have this arrogant assumption that no one else is like me, you know, and it's stupid. And I know it's stupid, but I want to experience its stupidity in action if that makes any sense. Anyway, ingenuity is the most creative style. Ingenious stunts are inspired acts, sometimes even a little desperate. Ingenuity can be used to describe it's so crazy it just might work plans or a sudden brainstorm. It can also describe a character's ability to solve problems creatively. Ingenious stunts can take your breath away with their boldness but poorly executed plans might just blow up in your face. Then we have craft. Craft is the subtlest style. Crafty stunts are clever and deliberate, requiring steady hands, keen senses, and intense focus. Tracking a foe, disarming a trap, and discerning a falsehood are all rather crafty stunts. Because it is so subtle a style, craft is also potentially the most damaging when it backfires because by the time characters figure out that things went sour, it's usually much too late to do much about it. And then we have charm. Charm is the trickiest style. Charming stunts are designed to manipulate other people for the character's own benefit. This could be as direct as brute force intimidation or as subdued as a sexy outfit and the barest hint of a smile. Charming stunts are truly insidious because it can be difficult to tell who is really the victor in a game of intrigue. The after effects could linger for some time, and more than just life and limb are at risk if things don't go as planned. Do you want me to read Might and Magic as well, or are those pretty self explanatory? I'm good. I'm good. You're fun. I'm, yeah, I'm redistributing my skill points here, but then. 
I'm changing one of my skills. I got. I'm getting rid of the one in craft and putting my daring up to two. Ah. Yeah, I'm taking my magic out and I'm going to go two to charm. Uh, not the magic ultra vixen? You know, I'll take it out of daring. I'm going to go two to charm, one to magic. I like, I, the, I like the idea of white trash sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mouth like a sailor to gymnastic flexibility. Okay. <laughs> and does the magic come from her pendant? Yes. Okay. If that's okay. That's fine with me. Now, is that pendant a locket? Since you're white trash, does it have like Elvis or... or well, I hadn't gone in. that far, but yes, uh, it is little, a locket. Little tiny velvet painting. <laughs> Dale Earhart. Locket. But I don't know if it's going to be Elvis. I, I like think the fact it, they've got Elvis impersonators in this. You can play an Elvis impersonator. I think it might be a picture of Tracer Lords, but... <laughs> <laughs> there she is. I had to get her wondering. in. I know. <laughs> oh! She's my motivation. <laughs> I have to ask, Josh, in the uh, yes. Wuppetums, l- listed as sample Wuppetums in uh, Happily Ever After, I yeah. did notice that one of them happened to be Tracy Lords, and I have I to know. I swear to God that was there before this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's there in the first draft. Wow, that just cracked me up. <laughs> is that game out now? It is, yep. came out today. Cool, I might have to pick it up. Just PDF? Yes. Gotcha. But it's okay. only, it, it's it's only it's nine a, pages long, including the cover. So you can, I mean, printing it's not going to break your... Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm okay with that. I was just wondering. We're hoping once we get a few more of these small guys to get, uh, out to put them together in like a print, uh, like anthology. Oh, that'd be cool. Yes, and with my luck, you will include, so people will buy it, an additional... Two or three that you can only get with the print version. I'll be like, damn you! That's a, that, that's a smart idea, actually, damn now that I think you. about it. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be cool. Okay, well, I put a picture in my locket, but I'm not telling you two what it is. I can tell Eric if he wants to know. Uh, uh-huh. Well, no, we can discover it in-game, because... That's, that's yep. the weird thing about this. I'm not even sure how much I should have prepped because so much of this can go whatever way you guys want it to. I mean, really, my job is to assign hazard ratings to things and to sort of narrate when the dice don't go your way. So, in a way, I'm like, well, okay. I don't even know. I'm feeling kind of at a loss because I was thinking, where do we start? Oh, we can start wherever anybody wants, really. It's not like the GM says, you walk into a tavern. Thank God, because taverns are... Can you trade skills out later? If we ever came back to these characters? Because I don't know if fashion sense is really going to play in the setting. As a skill. It doesn't really talk about advancement much, if at all, that I remember anyway. Let me see, I'll look real quick. I think it did I'm talk so about... I apologize. I, Maybe it wasn't the best idea. I think it did talk about in the skills section that we got just how you start with seven. Well, it says you can add skills if you can g- come up with the rationale as to why your character would have them. 
and you spend the plot point. Okay. So it is able to add new skills. Yeah. I'll keep fashion since then. Who knows? Could be important later. Add a skill at any time by spending a single plot point. Yep. At any time. I'm pretty sure it... Well, you know, I'm making a ruling, even if it doesn't say it, and giving a rationale as to why it's... Right. Well, yeah, that does say it. You have to have a rationale. And the GM can feel free to veto, although, frankly, I don't know... The way the setting is so just anything goes, I don't know what a person could say that would make the GM go, no, you can't have that skill. So you're challenging us now. (laughs) (laughs) So much more interesting that the players come up with something crazy, though. Yeah. Okay. What are you guys' stomping grounds? I mean, what is the uh, for each role? I'm trying to see where I know. I know uh, the ultra vixen is anywhere. I am anywhere, baby. I'm anywhere. I'm uh, wastelands, Detroit Rock City. Okay, then we're going to start the game there. Detroit Rock City. Yep. Let me get my t- kiss T-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> I will describe Detroit Rock City as it is taken from the book so we have an idea where we are. Detroit Rock City, a mechanized wilderness of steam engines, rust, and lumbering machines, Detroit Rock City, also called Detroit Robot City, is the birthplace of the West. Few humans live round these parts, and the whole area is ruled by packs of rogue smart cars. <laughs> So the kid and who's oh who's oh Teddy. Yes, sir. And well, that'd be an interesting story in and of itself. How Teddy and Sapphire <laughs> managed to. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how old's Teddy? <laughs> uh, let's put Teddy right around fourteen. Oh, going through puberty now, too. That's really interesting. <laughs> I picture Golly, Sapphire at 20. It's possible. And you could, if you want to play it, like, more possibly, like, dramatic and clean, you could always have her, like, brother, them brother and sister or something. That's what I was thinking. Dramatic and clean? No, I want to take a shower when this game is done. No, that'd be Grindhouse house mode. Um... <laughs> Fine layer of grease over the entire movie, yeah. <laughs> Real brother and sister, or just a, like 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 adoptive? Just she's taken him under his wing as an older sister. Um, it doesn't matter to me either way. I would say adoptive, kind of taken under the wing thing. Okay, it's just not a wing. <laughs> <laughs> right, no furries. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a convention in Texas you can go to if you want. <laughs> oh, what is the name of it? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. What was the name uh, of that? Furry Fest? Serious. Yeah, that sounds that sounds horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> sounds right to me though. I'm not afraid about offending any furries listening. <laughs> Then I won't edit that out. Fair enough. 
the <laughs> ultimate pita. That goes double for any other kin listening. <laughs> okay, so since Detroit Rock City has uh, steam engines, we're going to say that's where you guys start. You are getting... You are disembarking from a steam engine, which has pulled into a a uh, station in Detroit Rock City, and I'm going to leave it up to you guys as to why you're there and what happens next, because because I can. Okay, so I understand how uh, Teddy and I are connected. How are Josh? What was your character's name again? Uh, Clayton. Clayton Clayton. So how Clayton, I, and Teddy are connected. I was thinking it might be kind of cool for you guys to meet up during this adventure, actually. Ah, that'd work. Because I got a car. I don't need to be on no steam train. And as a smart car wrangler, if we're trying to get out of the city... That's true. You could swoop in. Kind of that Han Solo thing. Yes. Well, I, I was going to say, Teddy and I are on the run, I think. Maybe a bad deal in some other city. Okay. How's that sound, Patrick? That sounds good. You want a fresh start? Maybe you got in over your head with somebody, uh, some gang members. I came in and hurt one of them on getting you out. And why would you help me in particular? Um, could you remind me of the uh, picture in my locket? Ah. Uh, I have a soft spot for younger men. What can I say? Soft spot for blondes. (laughs) (laughs) Pitted freckles. Okay. (laughs) So we're standing on like a train station. Yep. And there are robots walking around doing the, uh, you know, getting tickets for other people getting on other trains and, um, oh, what the hell? I'm crew. This is based on my Mexico experience. People are getting on, are getting tickets for the steam engines, but the smart cars are pulling up all around some of the more... Less than pristine looking smart cars are, are trundling around round you know I, I can get you a better rate on this trip. Now where are you going? Come on, take and kinda <laughs> trying to get your interest in typical street vendor fashion. Now, what do you think, Sapphire? Which way do you want to go? Well, I think we need to get ourselves lost in the city. Maybe find a, a a cheap hotel. Sounds good. I've got the luggage. I don't <laughs> think they followed us here. Sapphire's intimate knowledge of cheap hotels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need some plot points so I can add that as a skill. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you have a plot point, or. Did you use that for something else? Oh, no, not yet. No, I'm not going to spend my one only plot point <laughs> on a knowledge of super or super eights or something. 
I think we need to find a place and get a get an idea of what we want to do here. Have you been here before, Teddy? I have not been here. No, no, I've not been here. I just think we need to lay low for a few days, make sure they didn't follow us. All right, well, those well-dressed people are heading that direction. Let's go the other. Probably a good idea. You hear Looking a, around. You, a siren <laughs> is approaching. We should get moving. Let's get going. Yep. Can you get Can my... Can you tell which direction it's coming from? Yeah, it's it's coming from the west. <laughs> Whatever the hell. Well, then we'll head east. East. <laughs> and where is uh, where is Clay- what's his name? Clayton. 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 Clayton is uh, in the uh, market district. The uh, uh, trying to barter or. Haggle for uh, parts to repair Dusty, and and not getting very far because I have very little money or anything worth trading. Like, look, I got this whole collection of vintage bottle caps. All I need <laughs> is a new catalytic converter. Any of you speak English? Stop Does anyone understand a word I'm saying here? It's all clicks and beeps and whistles to me. I know you're talking about me in binary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just for the sake of moving the story forward, I'm going to impose my... uh, You guys... Well, no, why am I? Yeah, you guys see him doing this little uh, beat up nineteen seventy Dodge Dart, kind of brown and Bondo colored, kind of nipping at my heels. <laughs> oh, Sapphire, no, there's wor- our ride. Don't you yep. worry about me, Clayton. I can do just fine. The <laughs> 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 old wheels have carried me so far. <laughs> I'm sure we'll make it. Yep, let's head over there. See if we can get a ride. Hey, how are we set for money? Because if this is a pretty good crowd, I might want to try to put the pickpocket skill to use. Sounds good. You do that, and I'll go try that. the guy with the old car. All right. What a perfect, perfect opportunity for a conflict so we can test the mechanics out on this baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and I was about to set this up, but I don't need to. You tell me, what do you uh, describe? You're, you're in this bustling marketplace of, there are some people, but not too terribly many. There are more robots. Robots in this game are more, um, if I remember correctly, and if that, even if I don't, it's our story, so it is now. Uh, they're kind of the human-like machines... And uh, you know they're they're not like R two D two style robots. They're like metal. Westinghouse robots. I don't know what I don't know. Uh, kind of like how they had them in like nineteen fifties. Walking yeah. trash can. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, well, they're more. They're more. Uh, they're humanoid. 
Humanoid like Yul Brynner in Westworld or humanoid like Rosie from the Jetsons? Well, in the thing it says, for all intents and purposes, robots are people too. Most robots the players will encounter are of the android variety. The hulking death machines of Terminator 2 and hardware are rarely encountered west of the... Well, but yeah, so they're just... they're. I would say they're more like uh, data, if anything, or that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, well, looking the crowd over, which is going to make the most sense to what Teddy sees? Um, trying to pickpocket or going into stores or into stalls and just lifting? Uh, trying to pickpocket. Okay. That's what I'm going to try. All right. Roll your three dice. Two fours and a one. So I have partial control. Uh, actually, I have partial control. So you narrate the gist of it, and then I fill in any details I want to add. <laughs> okay. Scanning through the crowd, I see some people, or possibly androids, uh, standing around talking. So I just kind of work around behind them and stand there for a little bit until it's kind of established that I'm there, not paying any real attention to them, and when it seems like I've been there long enough for them to have relaxed, I will very carefully and casually lift a waistcoat and pull out a wallet. Okay. And the person who you pull, from whom you pinch the wallet, you get the wallet. I want to make that very clear. So what Mm -hmm. I'm about to say does not mean you do not get... The person, though, does, he turns, and it's this huge, muscle-bound robot. Looks like something out of a, it looks like a, it could be a robot wrestler. Muscle-bound robot, oh my god. Yes. (laughs) And a big, booming voice says, Hey! He took my wallet! and dive into the crowd, darting around and using my hiding skill now. I'm going to duck into a stall. Okay. Four. Uh, I do duck into a stall, dive into a, a bin of old clothing, and try to pull it over top of me. Yeah, the bin of clothing. You pull clothing on top of you, mm-hmm. and... Uh... And I got nothing. And uh, and and it's the stall right next to where I was. There you go. Point. Thank you. Yeah, take. I'll, I'm going to give this to you because I'm I'm, and I'll give you a plot point for your Woo. for your trouble because <laughs> I'm dropping the ball. What the Sam Hill? <laughs> shh. Don't shh me, kid. What are you doing? Uh, shot. 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 <laughs> And I will walk over You're at that, that point. T-shirts. I was just looking for the Three Wolf Moon shirt I want. <laughs> I jump out and grab his hand. Dad, come on, Dad, come on. Dad, no, 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 no. <laughs> dad, Dad, come on, buy it for me, Dad. Please, I really want it, Dad. <laughs> has, has anyone lost a, a, a teenage boy? <laughs> dad. <laughs> um. And over the station's, um, over the station's loudspeakers, you hear uh, attention. 
Sensors detect the presence of one or more fugitives, and they start to describe Sapphire. Yay. <laughs> hey, sis. Hey. <laughs> so I walk up to Clayton. Are you a strapping young man? What? Are they? Oh, hello. Hello. How are you? Um, better now. Very good. Um, <laughs> Is this you, yours? <laughs> the the boy or? <laughs> <laughs> no, he he's not mine. Oh, no. Well, so we ditch him then. And... Isn't he your son? God no. I like men with sons. I mean, yeah. Are you a single parent? <laughs> I am. <laughs> Do you think you so, could give us give me a ride? Blink, blink. Oh, the car. Um, <laughs> I might. Where do you, where where do you need to go? Um, any place you want to go. Just get me out of here. I want. What What do you mean? And that's when I catch the picture of her flashing on the wanted screen. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we need to go now. Oh, you want to help a lady out, don't you? Come on, I, Dad. I want to use my men wrapped around my finger skill. Yeah. <laughs> um okay. is is there a play, is there player versus player? Uh, yes. Uh, it's on that one on page. That? It's on that one page thingy. Yeah. Which let me. I'm probably going to let her do it anyway, but let's just, for the sake of getting the mechanics down yeah. uh, in our head, let's do that. Yeah. Okay, I need to bring that page up. There's two players get into a scuffle. The player may spend a plot point to gain a hazard rating for the scene. Yeah, and hazard ratings basically take away die results. Okay. So if if you have if you make a die if you get a Going up against something with a hazard rating of one, let's say, and you roll a three, a four, and a six, you would have mm-hmm. to take the four as your highest result. If it's a hazard rating of two, you'd have to take the three. And if it's a okay. hazard rating of three or more, you'd have to use plot points to, to roll. So I assume he's the defender. Sounds right. So he would spend plot point to gain a hazard rating if he wanted to. Yes. Okay. I'll spend that one you just gave me. Okay. And I'm rolling my three. So he will take, he loses the highest, and that's about the second highest, right? Oh, great. Well, I rolled a six, a two, and a one, so I got a two. (laughs) Okay, so. um, Moderator has total. Well, actually, in this case, case, you have total control. You do, sir. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm a, okay. Um, so Clayton's just about to turn her down and send her packing when the uh, um, uh, well, the other uh, the uh, let me try that again. Clayton's just about to send her packing and her and her her kid brother there <laughs> when um, your only son, my only son, <laughs> when they uh. A trio of uh, security robots comes crashing through the uh, crashing through the crowd, and Dusty, my car, like 
Oh, jeez, Clayton, it's the cops. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> the drives up, doors swing open, and knocking me into the front seat and them into the side seat. <laughs> That's awesome. And starts barreling through the marketplace. Dusty, what the hell? <laughs> Obviously, your car has no, good I taste. Can't go back to prison. <laughs> I'm too pretty. And this is what I'm not sure about now, because the rules aren't really clear. How you go from like who take how? Okay, so that's the end of that scene. You're now you're now in the. Uh, Could be unless we want to try and have a crazy chase scene. Have a car cha- chase scene, which we can do. So yeah, what the hell? I'm gonna break in here because. I think that's the way it's... I would like to give this another chance, even though we're having fun with this. I would like to give it another shot when we... Yeah, um, after a thorough re- yeah. read-through? Yeah. yeah. After the shakedown. Yeah. <laughs> so, I may see if they want to play this on uh, in Mach 1 on Wednesday. But, I mean, this is going well. I'm not saying it's not. I just... I'll get the, the whole, like, bounce in the narrative takes a bit of... Getting used to. Used to, Yeah. Yeah, and especially I don't know. I know some other games have like distinct mechanics on when narrative gets passed back and forth, and you know how much work the you know how much input the producer or storyteller or whatever has in. So, and and it might in this games too. I haven't read it obviously. So. Well, it kind of does in that when you roll your dice one or two, like we we've dealt with the partial. You know, if you. One or two gives Game Master full control of the of the conflict narration right. and what happens. Three, I'm talking like, but like outside of like stunt and uh, and oh. challenge resolution. Yeah, I don't think if it does, I completely s- slept through that portion of the rules. Um, <laughs> but again, like I said, I'll have to I'll read through it later. But for now, some of the smart cars, including the cop car, smart cars, are giving chase. <laughs> you pull out of, the, out of the steam engine or out of the train station mm-hmm. and go through... This is hard. Because <laughs> I don't have any fucking idea where, where they would be going. A couple of robots carrying a pane of glass across the street. <laughs> <laughs> then we're heading the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> crates of chickens my wife just tossed out. Yes. Crates, crates of chickens. That sounds good to me. They're, no, crates of ostriches. Well, crates crates of ostriches stacked up the street. Damn big, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, heck, I'm, I'm going to use my stunt driving skill. i got to try and lose these cops. Hang tight. We're going to go head towards the old aqueduct. Does this car have seat belt? No, it doesn't. Great. <laughs> How about a no shit bar? Yep, that oh, was yeah. my next question. I'll grab that. Grab that. Careful, I just hot glued those back on. <laughs> Teddy, did you get anything? Uh, I'm, I got a wallet. I don't know what's in it yet. I don't know if this is the right time to be looking. I don't want it to fly out the window. Where the hell are you people anyway? <laughs> Just drive, drive. I'm driving, I'm driving. <laughs> what do you think about this one, Sapphire? The, the guy or the car? Yeah, I like gonna, the car. <laughs> what about the guy? Is he going to be a nice. keeper? Like you too, ma'am. Quiet, Dusty. I don't know yet. Let's see how we get out of this. 
Uh, let me know if you want me to make a roll here. Yeah, the the go ahead and make that would be a daring roll. Is anyone wanting to do any other actions that have any? Um, How close are they to us? They are as close as we want them to be. So, that's, well, I'm a dead really, shot with that slingshot. Really <laughs> I'm a dead shot with the slingshot. I'd love to try to. Probably can't take out a tire, but maybe a sensor on one of the smart cars. Okay, so those are both what would be considered daring. Who has the higher daring of the two of you? And that's which one. I've got a two. Yeah, I've only got a daring one. Okay, then we'll roll his roll first to see how he's faring with, or to see who narrates how he's faring with the um, with avoiding the the chicken, the ostriches crate. <laughs> that's got to be a motherfucking huge crate. Aren't ostriches like? <laughs> Aren't they big? They're baby ostriches. Oh, there we go. And even if they're not, you know, these are robots, so they've got extra, they're extra strong. That's true. Um, any hazard rating? Yeah, let's give it, because it's such a big crate, let's give it a hazard rating of one. All right. So I take the second highest then, which is still a five, four, five, six. All right, you get two plot points. Woo. And you get to nice. narrate what happened, remembering that uh, yes, except for his slingshot is still going to. Uh, in fact, why don't we do this? Because this is unclear. Roll your slingshot, uh, your daring, and see who. So we can see who's narrating that, and we'll just sort of combine. You guys. Okay. Can I got a six, four, and a three, so I got a six. Actually, because of. The yeah, that's true. With oh, the hazard, hazard rating apply to him. Well, you still got a four, but uh, he's not in like he's not in like risk of like crashing and burning. Like yeah, I, I'm going to say the hazard rating doesn't apply to him because it's applying to you because <laughs> of the size of the thing. So you get one plot right. point, and you get to so okay. he gets to you guys both get to narrate how this whole thing transpires with the crate and the slingshot. I'll let you do the slingshot first. All right. Uh, how many are following us? Uh, let's see, four. Does that matter? Okay. Well, I'm going to, with my slingshot, I knock the, the sensor on one of the robots. We hear it scream, I'm blind! And it's going to swerve and crash into, um, like, a hot dog stand. Sweet. Or an ostrich dog stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. awesome. Um, okay. That's well, well done. Well, the one car is crashing and burning behind me. I hit a discarded skateboard with the side wheels and go up on two wheels on the side, Ooh. slide between two stacks of crates, <laughs> heading towards the, uh, I think I said the old aqueducts. I'm not even sure if Detroit's got aqueducts, but we'll say I do. It does now. It will. The ones that will take me to Lake Michigan and safety. <laughs> and while the, uh, one of the other pursuing cars doesn't make it and crashes into the uh, ostrich crates, with uh, feathers and eggs blinding its sensors as it careens into uh, <laughs> oh, cool. into a, a, a pack of uh, a, a gathering of uh, robotologists. Crap, see, I'm not thinking big enough. I should have had the one crash into one of the other cars and a huge explosion. Yeah, I promise I'll try to do it's better. Weird. It's weird. It's, like, it's, it's, it's hard because we're used to doing like action, and you get to one action is what you're... Con- and it's like, no, we get to control the entire... 
whoever gets narration is is narrating for the for their conflict as a whole. So yeah. it's just it's a weird paradigm shift. Okay, so cool. So that took care of uh, one well one and a hot dog stand. And because you got partial control on that one with your four. Oh, you know, you know, you, you, you got your six. Never mind. Shut up, Eric. I had my six. Yeah. You had your six. Sorry. Okay. So that took that took out one of them, or at least delayed one. And then the one ran into the crates. And did he just do a chain into another with another one as well? You took out two with that, didn't you, Josh? Or did you take out? No, I only took out. Well, how many were following us? Four. Four. Uh, I only yeah. took out one. Okay. And he delayed one running it into a hot dog stand, or or did it take yeah, so it out? It blinded it. It blinded it. It so crashed in a hot dog stand. Yeah. yeah. So even like, if he, I think we got like two left. Yep. Okay, real quick with the daring of, I have a daring of one, and I rolled a six, so I just get one. I get one plot point, right? No, you got two. Is that what you said? You get, you get. I said one, but I'm wrong. You get two plot points because you rolled okay. a six. Wow. Okay. Okay. And since Chris hasn't done anything for a while, I'm going to let him do the next bit of uh, narration. Just It's not a written rule, but I think if someone was not in the immediate action, that after the action is over, you can go ahead and narrate whatever you... I was just bouncing in the chair. <laughs> bouncing nicely. <laughs> bouncing nicely. Out of control. So where are you taking us? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> We're heading out of the city. Is it safe to go out of the city? Oh, not really. <laughs> but it's safer than our immediate circumstance. <laughs> Just get me to safety. That's all I care about. You, you <laughs> might want to deal with the two things that are behind us. What? Those ladies are very nice. Oh, the other things. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Teddy, why don't you give me the wallet? I'll hold on to it. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fine. I hand it over to you. I trust you. Oh, let's I see what else. a life lesson. I just want to go to a cheap motel. Get me to a cheap <laughs> motel. I'm guessing I'm going to try ingenuity. I'm going to try and lose our pursuers in the labyrinthine on and off ramps of Detroit Rock City. Okay, I'm going to say that's craft because it's more along the lines of you're trying to... Dodge, and it's very meticulous movement. Very good robot voice, by the yeah, way. Yeah, cyborg, nice. Nice. Attention, there are fugitives on the loose. <laughs> you, <no. laughs> so we can it's use so styles. Nice. So we can use styles to create things. Like if I wanted to use my magic to create a fog behind the car. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Well, that's what I was thinking, but I didn't have this, a skill to do it. So, yes, I would like to use the magic while he's maneuvering to try to create a, a fog or something. Okay. Does she uh, have to spend a style point to do that since she doesn't have the skill? Or? Yeah, I don't have style points. I have plot points. Plot point. You have to spend plot points to get dice to that's roll seven. for that. So if I have magic of one, does that give me a die? No. So a plot point of one, I would have one die to roll. No, you'll have you'll still you still roll wait or does he still roll the three full three die? Um, usually plot points are on a one for one. If you're performing an unskilled stunt, you do not have the default three dice to roll. You must pay for dice using plot points. Okay, you're right. Okay, 
I don't know if I, okay, I'll use my one plot point to do that. Since I'm pretty useless in this, I don't have any fighting skills like this. Well, you've got a shot with the magic. I mean, it's a, you know, you've got, someone's going to, something's going to happen with the magic one way or the other. In fact, I'm going to change that a little bit. I would like to, like, make an oil slick behind us. Okay. Or some type of slippery surface, so when they come along, maybe they'll run into it. Okay. You want me to do that first? As opposed to doing what first? I thought Josh said he was going to do something awesome. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, crafty, the, the crafty goes first, and then uh, and then magic would be... Oh, does it? Yeah. Although okay. the one affects the... Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't mind if she goes first because it makes more sense for her trying. Because I would think that the, you know, slowing it down the oil slick would only help me lose them. Yep, that's well, what I was thinking. Yeah, see, this is, yeah. In the rules, it, I mean, I'm just saying for reference. I'm not saying, well, you really say it, so we have to do it this way. In the rules, it says, <laughs> actions, are rules declared, actions are declared in order. Well, see, that's what it, that's, it says. Actions should be declared in the order of styles. Starting from daring and then going ingenuity and then, but then it says the game master is free to order the actions in whatever order they want. So there you go. Okay, so here's how we're gonna do this. We're gonna roll, kind of like we did with the slingshot thing and the other thing. We're gonna roll the crafty first and see who narrates that, and then we're gonna roll to see who narrates the magic, and then we'll go. We'll do the magic narration first, and then we'll do the the crafty. Narration. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So we're rolling the craft first. Go ahead and roll your craft. All right. I guess that would use my stunt driving. So. <clears throat> That's a two, four, six. Okay. So you get to narrate how that goes. Uh, okay. Chris, go ahead and roll her magic. Die. Roll the one. I got a four. Okay. So you get partial narrative control over. Or no, I get partial narrative control over that. Okay, so I lean out of the car window. Not out too far where I'll fall out, but I lean out the car window. I take my pendant out, and I sort of hold it facing the back. And a little glow comes from the pendant. And then a oily, uh, sticky substance forms behind the car. Ah, Dust, you leaking again? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And given that I have partial narrative control over that I'm going to say that one of the cars skids on the oil and uh, on its way careening past scrapes across kind of side sides is that the right word? Side swipes? Wait, side swipes would be like a T. No, a side swipe. What is it when the two cars kind of s- scrape against each other as the path? I'm pretty sure I think that's a side swipe. Yeah, side swipe. So it side swipes dusty on the way uh, as, as it's skidding past which I'm going to say gives any uh, if there are any after you're done with the narr- narration of this conflict it gives uh, 
Well, no, until repairs can be made, it gives Dusty a hazard of one on uh, on tasks that are going to involve him to reflect the damage from the from the sideswipe. All right. <laughs> and now you can narrate the. Okay, so one car is sideswiped and kind of losing control. Yeah. Okay. As the other cars are kind of losing control and getting disoriented, I, uh, I, uh, I, I pop. Uh, I hit, I hit the aqueduct and use the uh, kind of the, uh, uh, it's it's shaped kind of ramp up into and fly onto a, an overpass. Okay. Uh, that was going over it. As the car that sideswiped me kind of doesn't make the jump and kind of crashes and burns into the embankment, and I start to, uh, I I I start taking insane amounts of off uh, of uh, you know pull offs on the road on and off off, off ramps, um, losing the last pursuing car in the uh, maze of streets that is. Downtown Detroit. Okay. Going going against, you know, one way streets and right, right. breaking a dozen. <laughs> yeah. right. Losing a Yeah. That was the horns there you go. Doppler effect there. Okay, cool. Then heading towards the outskirts of the city. Towards the wastelands. There you go. All right. Okay, I should have put two points into magic and one into charm. I think I'm limiting this too much based on what... I mean, I'm sure if if Jared Sorensen was here, he'd be like, fuck it, just put whatever you want there and go. So, we don't have to go by any... If, if you want them to go into the savage jungles of Zizibu and... Uh, do whatever there. I'm not going to be like, well, that's not how the rules are in the game. That's not what the setting is like. <laughs> so, it's again, it's a, it's like the canvas is so wide, it's it's almost intimidating a little. Bit. Yeah, I mean, and that 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 does take a bit of getting used to, in the best of circumstances. So, I do, I do have to say, I've always had like a problem. Even even you know, even I like to consider myself a fairly avant-garde player, not like I'm second, but um. I, I myself have a problem like even playing without having some kind of like some kind of like narrator frame to hang something on, but just giving me an open sandbox has always been a problem with me. Yeah, I'm kind of starting to feel that way as well in running this because it's just it feels weird. <laughs> yeah. My wife does sandbox games amazing. I can't do them. I've never, never I, tried. It's just where you're like, you know, okay, here's the city, here's your characters, go and do something. I can't, I've had problems yeah. doing that. It's like, give me a, you know, I need a MacGuffin or something. And that, this isn't uh, a critique on your, style, on your style by any means, Eric. It's just that's what this game seems to be giving kinda, you. Yeah, it's kind of what, what it seems like it's striving for. Oh, damn, why couldn't yeah. I have rolled that in a real game? I just rolled three sixes. <laughs> That's bad in a numbness. <laughs> Unless you're playing a demon, and it's good. 
Well, I think a conversation between the characters telling why they're running might give a, more of an idea as to where... Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking about going into, but it's working on those segues takes some getting yeah. used to. And that's kind of what I kind of like about, uh, say, uh, Primetime Adventures, because that gives, like, the... You got the producer there who's given carte blanche to go, okay, and dissolve, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of have that in this, in this too, but I didn't really know where to go with it, so I... I mean, and it's not, like, a specifically stated... I, oddly enough, I'm just looking at this... Uh, this uh, section header says narration or crap. I can't think of anything cool to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if I remember, that section basically says, if you can't think of anything, don't worry, because there are plenty of players at the table who probably have ideas of their own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alcohol would probably help this game immensely. I kind of wish I had this game last night, actually. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it would fit right in. Yeah, we were, like I said, we were supposed to game last night, but instead we just spent five hours talking about G.I. Joe and Star Wars. So. <laughs> Which wasn't bad. It's just... Anyway. Yeah, most of the APs I've read involved mass consumptions, or at least a certain amount of consumption of alcohol before the game. That's either a good thing or a bad thing about the yeah, game. I'm not yeah. <laughs> I like their compressed time rule. Blah, 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 and three hours later you arrive at Vegas. Yeah, I, I'm down <laughs> with that. Well, as we're heading out, I'll introduce okay. myself. I'm Sapphire. Who the hell are you people? <laughs> I, I'm Sapphire. Sapphire? That's your yeah. given Christian name, or...? It's my given name uh, that I gave myself. Fair enough. Yours? Clayton. Clayton Torque. And this is Dusty. Howdy! I'm Teddy. That's what it said in my underwear anyway. I'm <laughs> Sapphire's little brother. <laughs> Thank you for helping us out. Yeah, I'm still not sure exactly why I did that. What were they after you for? Um, I got my own troubles, you know. I heard you were short on money. Really? We can pay. Ah. Yeah, let me get my wallet out. My wallet. And I'll <laughs> get the wallet out and I'll open it up. Okay. And thousands and thousands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That works for me. Well now we know why they're after us. This <laughs> Holy so how much do you need to fix your car and take us where we need to go? Um, where's the, open up the glove box there. I've got the estimate. <laughs> Honey, for that kind of money, I'll take you wherever you need. We just need to go to a safe place. We'll be left alone. Safe place? <laughs> uh, not many out here anymore. Well, uh, some place that would... We could just blend in. Well, okay, Teddy can blend in. <laughs> if I'm blend in. Well, I know just the place. <laughs> Las Vegas, why not? Uh, that would be great. Great. 
Las Vegas to Detroit will be there in no time. I'm sure it'll be a lovely drive if nothing but I, happens. But I am kind of curious of why your car is worried about being captured by the police. You know, I've never had occasion to ask him. Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boss. <laughs> Are you concerned about being captured by the police? Oh, it's a long story, boss. Don't worry about it. I'm sure it won't come into be important anytime. I have no idea what my car is. <laughs> Should we get Dusty fixed up before we head out across the desert or just is he good to go? Oh, I'm fine to go. Thanks for your concern, though. I appreciate it. Nah, Dusty's fine. We're- Maybe we should stop and get some supplies. Food, something. Well, we can't go back to Detroit. Rock City. Not with your trouble and, and now my trouble, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we really don't want to go to Phoenix. Why? Well, what's wrong with Phoenix? That's where we're coming from. Oh, oh. Well, Cleveland it is. <laughs> Stay away from the river. It's on fire again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, heading to Cleveland, stocking up, then off to Vegas. All right. That's the plan. <laughs> it's a good plan. Fan of this plan. I'm glad to be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, every gutter, every gutter Skypes episode needs at least one Go- Ghostbusters reference. Yes. <laughs> and a Tracy Lords. Tracy Lords as Tracy. a Ghostbuster. <laughs> That's right. Oh, there we go. Let's be my next character. <laughs> Crazy Lord's as a Ghostbuster? <laughs> or being busted? Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, bust joke. There you go. <laughs> okay, so, blah bloody blah and three hours later... <laughs> in Cleveland. You arrive in Vegas. Oh, Vegas, all right. Unless you have something you want to have happen in... Uh... Not particularly, no. The kingdom of Las Vegas, I see. Well, la-dee-da. <laughs> it is Vegas that you, uh, you know, that you think of. And... What does... And we have actually a MacGuffin that we could that we could uh, use here, but it kind of means taking license with Chris's character a little bit, and I don't. Uh, well, you try. Go ahead and take license. Well, I figure maybe you, maybe uh, you're on the run. Maybe she's on the run because she took the pendant from someone. Well, that would change the picture. Ins- or I could put a different picture inside. Okay. I'm for that. Okay. I haven't really I- spelled out what it, you know, all of the mechanics of it or anything like that. But, yeah, you know, it does have some type of magical powers I channel through it. Okay. Uh, do you have any preference as to whom the pendant originally belonged to? 
Yeah, let's see. Well, since I had said that we were coming from Phoenix, I think the gas man would be interesting. The what would be interesting? I'm sorry. The gas man? He might be too high up for us. Mm-hmm. If you read the Arizona, Arizona, the Phoenix area. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. It's ruled sorry. by the gas man, a well-respected figure who controls the flow of gasoline and runs the operation. Works for me. Maybe the pendant had something to do with his, you know, control over the gas market. That's a very good idea. We're going to do a little cutscene to the gas man who is, uh, I don't think he's described in the books, but uh, in Blind Geek's vision, he is this four-armed mutant And he's having a plate of pasta in a restaurant. And uh, a short, squinty-eyed little man rushes up to him. (laughs) Boss! What is it? Can't you see I'm eating here? I don't have time for the... No, boss! Asmus detected a trace of, of... Magic use somewhere in uh... magic use. Why would there be? Ma- why? What was it? Uh... I'm trying to get something across without being completely ham. You know, fuck it. It's almost it's uh, <laughs> six twenty nine. So we're going to be ham handed about it. Magic use. Yeah, remember that with that pendant? It had that magical signature, and he says that he he. <laughs> this is so bad. Sorry, guy. He said he 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 said uh, he found he detected it, but I don't know if they're there now. But uh, will you tell him? I don't care if it makes his blood vessels burst and makes his heart explode. He better get a lock on that and figure out where it's heading. That's why I didn't use the magic in that thing very much because I knew it would it would uh, rat you out. We'll find it, and then we'll rule this city like we used to. And we dissolve back to the car. So that's a pretty nice pendant you got there, uh, Sapphire. Where'd you get it? <laughs> oh, my 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 mother gave it to me. Ah, kind of kind of gaudy and sparkly. Really stands out. It does. It does. Thank you for noticing it. Yeah, you might want to. You might want to keep it down your, down your blouse there for. Uh, while we're in Las Las Vegas, there's a lot of a lot of crooks here. I think Clayton um, reaches out and starts tucking it down for you. Yeah, let me let me put that right in there for you. There you go. I think Get I'm it gonna, right there between the in the valley. I'm gonna let him. You know, Teddy's sitting between the two of you, right? I'm stretch, stretching over. I thought Teddy was in the back seat. Yeah, I'll bet you did. No. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for the gear stick there, Keddy. <laughs> yeah, about four hours ago, I climbed into the back seat to go to sleep. <laughs> I think we need to find a place to stay. I'm sure there's plenty of places somewhere here in the uh, on the strip or off the strip. Oh, I think we should 
definitely go on the strip. I like the way you think. We should treat you to a night since you helped us out so much. Yes. Yes, you should. <laughs> Some gambling, a nice meal. Teddy, will you stay in the room? Let's start. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I'll stay in the room. <laughs> You're a good, good kid, Teddy. Uh-huh. I won't sneak out and do anything later. <laughs> no. <care> you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the Excalibur. Big old castle, huh? Yeah. All right. Like them big turrets, do you? <laughs> oh, God. Well, aren't you going to be disappointed? <laughs> wow. And self-deprecating to boot. <laughs> okay, we cut to Excalibur. Where are you... Upon, see, I feel weird doing this. I'm like, upon Teddy's insistence, you stop to see uh, honey, what's this? Oh, Elf uh, Los Lof, La Fuego. Yep. Or how do you say La the Fuego? La Fuego. Yeah, but how do you say it when it's a person? El Fuego, there we go. El Fuego. El Fuego. In a packed, small arena in Excalibur. Oh, it's El Fuego. Yeah. He is... He is a uh, fire-breathing lujador. Wow. <laughs> and he is fighting... A... Uh, My, I this, um, he's fighting someone. Who is he fighting? He's <laughs> Godzilla. There you go. He is fighting Godzilla. He is fighting another wrestler in a Godzilla rub in a rubber Godzilla, rather cheesy looking, I might add, rubber Godzilla suit. Who also happens to breathe real fire. Is it atomic fire? Is it? It, it? I think it certainly should be. Well, then, by God, it is. All right. Um, and they are exchanging blows and... And... Uh, eventually... You know, this just is not going well. Um... And it, it's no nobody's fault here. It's just not. Well, we started kind of rough, anyway. No, it's not just, you, uh, honey. It's the that. Uh, no did you just call Josh, honey? <laughs> no, I did not. My wife said I will leave the room, and I was saying it's not you, honey. It's. I was going to say, wow, that's a nice job. <laughs> like that kind of affirmation. <laughs> mm. Most affectionate GM we've ever. Had. I know it's so unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at a wrestling match. Uh, yeah, it sounded like a good idea at the time when it came into my head. Okay, although sounds I have no good. Idea how it connects right. to the overall plot. So, 
I'll go find a table. Holy crap, that guy's breathing atomic fire on the luchador. <laughs> That's the most goddamn thing I've seen in a long time. I've seen some goddamn things. <laughs> I'm going to go over to Clayton and hand him some money and say, get me a drink, please. Oh, yeah, what you, what you having? Oh, um, a Cosmo. Cosmo. Good girly drink, all right. <laughs> Teddy, why did you bring us here? No, Teddy stayed in the room. Oh, I thought he said Teddy brought a... Uh, I did. No, actually. I suggested you go there. Oh. Or did you take me along? <laughs> See, oh, I was going to wait. I was going to count to 60 after they left the room. Then I was heading out. Oh, this is good, clean fun. We'll take you along. Okay. The family thing. Yeah. Chocolate milk, please. On the way yeah, in, we got milk. you the t-shirt. Ah. Oh. All right. Chocolate milk. Kid needs some learning. I'm going up to the bar. Hey, Barky. Why he's gone? Do you think we can trust him? Oh, he seems okay. I don't think he's going to do anything to hurt you right away. Most men don't. Yeah. So I think we need to work that window as long as we can. Can you hold off on giving him the whole story? The whole well, picnic? I, 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 I can hold off. I think it'll be okay. Okay. I think if you can just tease him along, we're going to be okay for a while. We're going to get the full ride. Yeah, this seems, this place seems to be good. I think we should maybe think about staying here. Yeah. You want me to go out and check out the street, leave you guys alone for a bit? There's plenty of places that I think I could work here. <laughs> yeah, why don't and you... And the crowd looks good. Yeah. Why don't you uh, check out the street? Maybe um, do some work yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Not, not After dinner, do you want me to make... Though. That could get you into some seriously disturbed psychological counseling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do my type of work. <laughs> no, not for a couple of years yet. No, no, but oh, there is a high demand for 14-year-old boys. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Just not in this podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let me get some quick dinner, and then I'm just going to go out and take a walk around. Here's some money for a T-shirt while you're here. Thank you. Your clothes are looking a little ratty. I could do something that fits a little better. Yeah, Uh, here's some... Just take this wad. I give him a couple hundred. Yeah, just don't blow it. All in one place. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you two have a good dinner. I'll see you back at the room. Sounds good. Teddy takes off. Passes Clayton along the way, grabs the chocolate milk from him. A chocolate milk's got a healthy dose of of Kahlua in it. (laughs) 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 That kid needs some learning. Hair on his chest. Because there's nothing like a drunk 14-year-old on the streets of Las Vegas to have a good time. (laughs) I don't see where I could cause trouble. I go out there a boy, I come back a geisha. (laughs) (laughs) So, Clayton, tell me about yourself. Oh, what's to tell? I I got stranded out in the desert a few years back. Got lost as part of a caravan going to Canada. You wouldn't think you'd get lost from Detroit to Canada, but there it is. 
spatial anomaly or something. I'm not entirely sure. It's a lot of big words. All right. Wandered the wastelands for a couple of days. That's where I found found uh, Dusty there, out there in the parking lot now. Dusty, yeah, he was uh, wandering aimlessly, too. He got separated from his pack. Been limping along. Only had only had two tires left, riding on rims. Starving, skitterish, a little feverish. Found him. He was uh, fighting off a pack of uh, of uh, coyote things. Just honking for his life. I'm gonna start twirling my hair. <laughs> Look like I'm actually paying attention. <laughs> and what are you actually doing? Just well, check, checking the room out. See if there needs any big spenders in the area. Okay. Uh, yeah, you see at the bar they're doing, people are placing bets as the match is going on. And uh, one guy in particular is laying down some major bank. So what do you think? We should make a bet, Clayton? Who do you think's going to win? You got plenty of money. I got to put my money on uh, on the giant lizard. Okay. Well, I hand him the, a couple the, hundred. The Mexicans are squirrely, but man, that's a giant lizard. <laughs> I hand him a couple hundred. Go make a bet. Oh, you got it. All right. Might be a lucrative deal after all. I uh, head over to the most disreputable looking bookie I can find. <laughs> that's where the monkey is. Hey, but- the guy with the eye patch and the facial scar. And there you go. Little pencil okay. mustache. Hey, bud. What can I do for you? Hey. I got 300 here. I want to put on, uh, on Gojira there. All right. We can do that. Let's make it done. It is. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is done. Three hundred. All is. right. Okay. Good right, doing business with. Uh, and likewise. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, while you're doing that, we cut to outside. And uh, Teddy is what is where what is Teddy doing? He's walking. First thing Teddy's going to do is find some new clothes. He's looking for a boutique. Okay. Beyond we'll just a, a t-shirt, I want some new. I want ditch these coveralls. Get some real pants. Okay. I don't really. You find that? That's fine. Okay. Once I'm dressed, then I'm out. Just kind of working the street, looking around, um, just looking for a place where. There's a lot of traffic, so there you know a lot of people bumping into each other. And once I find that, I'm gonna see if I can gain us some more funds. Okay, you're looking through the crowd, and there is. Yeah, see, I, I I'm gonna I'm making this a quags conversion because setting irritates me. I can't like there's no perception roll or anything to see. I, I think you just decided. I think he has sees it. Yeah, but what if it's something going on that he doesn't see? Do I have the right, without controlling his character, to say, 
Or do I just tell you as a player that it's happening and we decide whether or not he... Hmm. Okay, make, make make a... um. What the hell would it be? A... um. Like an ingenuity, maybe, or craft, to see if he's how perceptive he is. Yeah, make a cra- I guess it'd be craft. And he can make decide if he, he can sees decide it or not. If he sees anything or not, make a make a. How about uh, ingenuity? I've got ingenuity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. You know what? At this point, I don't care. Make make. I don't know how we would rationalize that, but we will make an ingenuity. Oh. Just roll the ingenuity three D. All three. Okay. <laughs> no, I see nothing. I uh, rolled one and two twos. Okay, so you I have total control. I have total control. Okay. Um, you are lost in a sea of of uh, street strollers, just kind of going different places and doing their thing, kind of bustling around. And uh, you are grabbed and jerked aside by. And the this snake-like visage glares down at you, and as you look, you can see it's kind of a snake man mutant kind of thing. And he says, "Where is the woman with the pendant?" What woman? What are you talking about? Let go of me! You little whelp! We know we have trapped. You, you got the wrong boy, Mister. Let me go. You are coming to the boss. You too. I've got to make a chance at breaking away from him. Yeah. I don't have might, so I just roll one die. Or uh, I, that would be right daring. Point. Wouldn't, that wouldn't be might. That would be uh, might is for like super strength and things like that. that oh, okay. Be, so just daring. Uh, yeah. Okay. And since I have daring, I can roll all three. Is that right? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, it depends on what. Actually, it depends on what you're trying to do. I'll dare I'm just trying to break out of his grip so I can run for it. Okay. And there's no real applicable skill for that. So, yeah, it's just daring. I'm just going to... Yeah, just roll all three dice. Okay. Six, six, and four. Well, hot damn. All right. I have total control. Yeah, and and you get... Oh. What is your daring? Uh, Daring is one. So you get two plot points on top of that. Oh, you can use plot points, by the way, to add dice to your three. I don't know if I if I made that oh. clear. That's what the plot points are he, he, primarily for. He did not. None of us actually has the plot points for four, so it's all right. All right. Okay. So breaking away from him, Teddy goes running off through the crowd. Um, since he has hiding as a skill, he knows he needs to get back to Sapphire and warn her, but he doesn't want to lead them back. So I'm gonna Teddy's gonna try to duck in and out of the crowd and just basically find a good hiding spot until he's sure that they're not following him anymore. Okay, so this is another conflict then I it sounds like. So yeah. I'm gonna say well you've got the hidden hiding skill. I'm gonna say I do. that is um well we had the precedent's been set, that's crafty. So you may not get plot points for it, but go ahead and see if you... Okay. But again, now, I have five plot points right now. If I take... I can spend two of those on two extra dice? Yes. So then you'd be rolling five. I'm going to do that. Okay. So that drops me back to three. 
I get to roll five dice. Alright, I've got two sixes, two fives, and a two. Alright, then the six, uh, you get a plot point. You don't have crafty, do you? No, I do not. Okay, so you get a plot point. Okay. And you get narrative control. I'm running down the street, ducking in and out amongst legs, pushing past people, knocking people over. I and Teddy sees a dark alley. He jumps down that, jumps over the fence at the far end of it, and ducks into a, an alcove, into a doorway. Is the snake guy chasing you? The or snake you, guy is he's... chasing me. He goes tearing down the alley also. He gets to the, the dead end of it, to the fence at the end, um, slithers up and over it, but as he's coming down the other side, he loses sight of Teddy and just goes running past the doorway, down to the far end of the alley, and uh, pauses for a moment, looks both ways, and then finally takes off to the left. Okay. And Teddy's breathing heavy in the doorway now. Okay. And what does Teddy do after that? Okay. After making sure that the snake guy is really gone, <clears throat> right. he goes back to the fence, climbs the fence, slides down the other side, and just goes walking up to the end, end of the alley again. Looks both ways, doesn't see the snake guy, so he just kind of steps out casually and just goes walking back toward the, the restaurant, back toward Sapphire and Clayton. Okay. And we cut back to the restaurant. I'm very drunk. <laughs> yeah, and how's Clayton? Sapphire, yeah. What's Clayton doing? Oh, oh, you uh, mean Clayton? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, Sapphire, you're, you're real pretty special woman. Let's say we go back to the room and do stuff we can't tell your brother about. <laughs> Maybe. That. I'm sorry, I'm drunk. I'm, I'm, I'm not usually like this then. I understand, Clayton. That's okay. Most men get that way around me. alone again. Is this so long? And <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, what are we going to do after you part ways? Where are you going to go? Uh, I, I just know. Well, you know, you know Teddy does need a father figure. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't like kids. <laughs> yeah, Teddy's different. At which point, the Lucrador, the fire breather, grabs the Godzilla wannabe and hurls him over, not at the ropes, but hurls him with a huge burst of strength over the ropes, and he lands in the audience. Right on our table? Why the hell not? Yeah, he crashes down <laughs> right onto the table, sending any glasses that were on it. Oh, there's quite a, flying. quite a few empty beer bottles. Yep, the beer <laughs> bottles go, and the table crashes to the ground. And because he, and because he was a fire breather, because God knows what would a game from our group be like without fire. The oh, table God. Gets, the table catches fire. <laughs> I stand up and yell at the luchador. Hey! I just said it's better than it's that. Clayton, which one did you bet on? Huh? Which one did you bet on? one I'm yelling at, actually. Yeah. Get his ass back in the ring. <laughs> I actually, just for the hell of it, rolled on a 
one to three or four to six who would win the match, and uh, Lukey came up. So we're going to say that uh, after he is thrown through the thing onto the table, the uh, ref. And we have a winner and still champion, El Fuego, or whatever the hell I. You know, I voted on Godzilla. I rooted on Godzilla, didn't I? Oh, I lost. Yeah. And the the table is burning, and people all around are are cheering over the uh, over the victory. But somehow, somewhere in the midst of all the cheering, in your immediate vicinity, it goes from cheers of victory to to uh, startled sc- uh, screams as the fire becomes more evident. Leaning toward pandemonium as things progress. Clayton, I think we should get out of here. That's a good idea. Why don't you uh, get us a path? Okay. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll heck, I'll use my. Uh, I got a dirty fighting skill. <laughs> I'm gonna try and shove the guy in front, of, you know, shove the guy in front of me into the guy in front of him, so they get in a scuffle and uh, clear the hell out of our way. Perhaps starting a brawl. All right. Um, that would be daring. Daring sounds good. Uh, that gives me a five. Okay, you get uh, your daring number in plot points. That'd be two. And you get to narrate. Alright. Um, I, I I shut, there's this, this like tweedy little accountant guy in front of me who's just minding his own business, just <laughs> not even should be there. Uh, waiting, and I, I just kind of body check into him. He comes staggering into like this big group of bikers, knocking the beer out of their hand. All over them. He they kind of glare at their beer, glare down at him, and just start wailing on him, which kind of results into an even larger bar fight. That's now in, that now begins to engulf the entire half of the uh, of the bar um, as the fire spreads. Okay. And I grab Sapphire's hand like, ah, "There's the path clear. Let's go." Can I kick Godzilla in the midsection on the way out? You can do whatever you want. I, I think you should. I would like. Yeah, we lost money on this bastard. <laughs> so I'm going to give him a swift kick to the midsection with my uh, fine stiletto hill boots. It's an important lesson. <laughs> and then I follow Clayton out. Miles are better anyway. <laughs> okay. Now Teddy, sir, is on route. Was on route to the the to get back there. So what uh, what's going on with Teddy? I see all the people pouring out of the restaurant. I can see smoke and flames. Where's Dusty? Dusty's in the parking lot talking to, uh, chatting up a nice uh, VW Beetle. <laughs> I wonder how close that's going to be to. That's hey close there. enough to where I am. Lock the curves of your fender. <laughs> I run into the parking lot. Dusty, Dusty, come quick. Clayton's in trouble. Clayton and Sapphire are in trouble. 
Blake is in trouble. Oh, no. Come on, Blake. I point him toward the flames. They're over there. Go get them. Help them. Oh, no, Clayton. Uh, <laughs> Zoom's attempting to crash through the wall, I guess. <laughs> Honking wildly. All right. Um, I have I have no idea how I'd go about rolling that. Yeah, because that's not it's. Um, An you don't have the honking skill. I don't. <laughs> well, no, but he is. I would consider that sort of right. obliquely stunt driving. Yeah. Because he is going through the wall, even though he's. I mean, I guess this is one way where. Where he is my he is my major gear, so I guess he's technically an extension of my own character. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Huh. So daring and uh, stunt driving. Daring and stunt driving. All right. Hey. And that's a six. These are good dice. Good yeah. lord. <laughs> Mark these. Well, there you go. <laughs> plot. Uh, dare, so that's three plot points. Wow. Oh, I'm up to eight. <laughs> And it's, Damn. we'll go ahead and narrate that, and it's uh, seven. So I guess he comes, uh, um, all right, so, so, uh, uh, Clayton and Sapphire just about hit the door. Um, when a, when a burning beam crashes down in front of the exit, blocking our escape, we, oh no! And that's when Dusty. Comes honking and crashing through the flimsy brick facade of the wall, <laughs> popping open the door. Nice, like, Clayton. I'll be here for you, buddy. <laughs> Get inside me. Wow. <laughs> if he wasn't a car. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wait, that's a sapphire line. Well, There's that three-second blink at the camera. That the three-second blink at the camera. We both do before piling into the car. <laughs> we need to get Teddy. Oh, he's right in the back. He's in the parking lot. I left him. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. Are you drunk again, Clayton? God damn! <laughs> <laughs> and back up. We'll back up. Siren going. Yep. Beep, beep. <laughs> we go to get Teddy. Okay, you drive off into the sunset with a snake man shaking his fist Ooh. at the car. I'll get you next time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Does Teddy see him? Can I warn these two? Oh, sure. Why not? Sapphire, look, that man back there. He grabbed me. He knows about you. About me? What did yeah. he say? He told me he wanted me to take him to the, the woman with the pendant. Oh, very bad. We need to get out of here. What, your mother's pendant? Yeah. Run over him. Run over him. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm reckless. And drunk. And drunk. I'm drunk and reckless the way you should drive. <laughs> I'm gunning kids, towards make a, a note of that. Dang. That's right, kids. Never get behind the wheel of a car until you're saturated. Fine, <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee Brews. <laughs> Alcohol makes you funnier, smarter, a better driver. 
Chicks and improves your judgment. Yes. <laughs> Don't let all those PSAs fool you. <laughs> They're on, they have girl, agendas of their own. A 21 age restriction, more of a suggestion. Yeah. Not <laughs> a hard, fast rule. Listen to your friends at Gutter Skypes. <laughs> They'll never <laughs> run over him. Uh, daring? <laughs> yep, daring and. Huh? We'll say stunt driving. Sounds good to me. Yep. That's a four. All right. I hit him and he rolls over the side. Thunk, 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 thunk. And my little detail there I'm going to add is that uh, he was attempting... I have no idea how you decide if someone lives or dies in this game. Uh, it's basically just whether it's up to the person uh, narrating. I'll let you decide if he lives or dies. Okay, yeah, he, he, he thunk, 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 flips, or rolls over the, over the side, and lands in a heap and is run over by another uh, passing <laughs> car. Block. Yep. Problem solved. <laughs> Dusting the hands. That's Dusting right. the hands. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. That, for, for what it's worth, <laughs> Jesus Christ, was uh, was Octane. I could have gone better, got to be honest with you. Not too happy with the way it went down. Not through any fault of anybody's, but just... It's got possibilities. Like I said, it's just I think it's a matter of getting over that uh, stylistic hump. Yeah. That, and I think you really do. I, I was under the mistaken impression after having read all these story games that a GM can kind of go in almost cold, and I don't think that's the case. You have to have some idea of where... I mean, they call it moderator, so that kind of implies like you're just there for the yeah. filler. But unless people know really what they're doing as far as story games, which it at the risk of offending anyone at this table, we kind of don't. <laughs> I mean, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to give it a try running it at some point. Yeah, I think I think uh, I would like to give it I'm, another try with a scenario more prepped at least as a guideline to fall back on when things go yeah eh. I'm, I'm kind of used to I'm kind of used to running loopy crazy games too to, to the detriment of the fact that I can't run serious games anymore <laughs> <laughs> well I was I mean I was trying to keep it not too it's hard no, you, because you don't make you when you make, when you make the characters you don't know what the characters are going to be until they're made. Yeah. So and it's best I think in this kind of game to get a story going with the with things involving the characters. Otherwise, it just gets it's. I, I agree. In, in, a, in a perfect world, I would have uh, I, I would, this kind of thing. I'd make the characters a session beforehand, and yeah. then wouldn't yeah. actually start playing. Until the next session, grand, you know, time constraints, especially for for usins, yeah. that's that's uh, yeah, it's not entirely possible. Well, like with the pendant, he had different ideas than I did about where what might have come from, where the pendant might have come from, or how they got it. Yeah. And so in a way, you almost have to just forego any, and this is another thing I'm just not used to. You have to forego any let's surprise the players thing and just be like, 
Okay, so what, how do you feel about if we do this? Okay, well, what if there's someone following Teddy in the club? Okay, yeah, does he see it? Um, and then it's kind of up to the player to say whether he does, or you can roll for that or whatever, but it's like there is no make a brains roll for just out of habit. The, the, the kind of philosophy I'm picking up from story games, and I don't. it's, it's not good or bad, it's just different, yeah. and it does take some games to, is that the whole concept of like, it, it is really a collective storytelling where you don't do some, It's everything's done for the benefit of what's going to be a you know an awesome story and all that, not so much actual player surprise or even you know, mm-hmm. it, it's certainly not a game to win. Not that like AD and D is or anything. Got AD and D. I am call it AD and D. Still, <laughs> um, you're old. I know. <laughs> it's advanced. It's better than D and D. <laughs> um, but yeah, it certainly goes away from the whole. You know, it is not a. It's not a game to win, but a a story to tell. Yeah, I mean, had I had I to do it over again, I think I would have asked you guys what kind of story do we want to do, and then had us kind of almost like a pitch session. Although we have the setting already in mind, so yeah, that's. Yeah, like I said, a prefer, I'm, I've been trying to, in my own games, with limp, with you know varying degrees of success, trying to keep that first session, um, you know, kind of a, a pitch session, character creation, and just like brainstorming thing. And uh, for one shots like this was kind of intended to be, that's not necessarily feasible. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why I'm saying I think if after we created the character. I was my what I did was I just said well I'll just take some stuff and we'll just and go with it but like we were saying you can't there you can't take a normal type GM role which I thought I wasn't doing but I think I slipped back into it a little bit that's okay especially because we kind of got lost too so yeah well. sometimes you got to take that 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 hand yeah <laughs> yeah when all else fails steal from movies yeah. <laughs> We're starting to get into like a little Star Wars thing there at the first of the two, the two vagabonds looking for the disreputable smuggler to get out of the, get out of the city. Yep. And it was such a good dangle. What are they running from? And then we just, yeah. And then I just went. I came up empty, and then I was looking at the time and thought, okay, this cutscene, and I didn't, not, not. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't mind going back to this and trying again with a little more. A huh. having a chance to read through the rules and yeah. B, you know, getting. Yeah, you know that was the other thing. I I had been reading the rules again for a while before this, and then I thought, oh, I've read the mechanics. I know how they how they work. And I completely, when I said, let's do Octane, forgotten about this the fact that there's all these different roles and the setting. I'd forgotten yeah. the setting until we actually started playing and went, oh shit, I have no idea where where. <laughs> you know, because and well, the setting is not spelled out. It's just all he does basically is give you. I mean, it kind of is, but it's just like there's a paragraph about each thing, and it get, lets you go from there. So, well, even that helps at least get the kind of vibe down in your mind, so you know what you're getting well, into. And, and it helped build the story when I got the gas man involved. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was cool. That because you know, and I think that's what story games are all about. We all just pitch things back and forth. Yeah. 
you know, and we're not used to that. I, I thought for what it was supposed to do, it did what exactly what we wanted it to do, and then that was to fill in a session. Have some fun, play a little game. I had a great time with it. I really did. I found yeah, that I had not heard of this game before, really, and the setting's kind of intriguing. Yeah, I want to give it. I want to give it a shot again, if, even if not with you guys, with at least my group, and see how they how they dig it. Because we we will have a lot of beer at our group, <laughs> <laughs> possibly sleep deprivation as well. So, it, yeah, I want to give think... it another shot, knowing now what I what I know from having yeah. done. Yeah. It's kind of a trial and error kind of thing, and and. You know. Well, now if you had a week to prepare with the characters we've got, you I mean, we could come up with a better story. Oh yeah. 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 And that's what you guys do on the original group is, you know, you do character creation and then, you know, you have some time to build it. Yeah. In some ways, it's almost better to come at this game not having had a lot of gaming experience because... You're probably right. We get stuck in the, well, how do I decide whether he lives or dies? And that's because we've been conditioned through traditional games to think there has to be some measure of that. Yeah, Yeah. points or whatever. Yeah. And that's one my perception think, skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like that. Like, and I just—it felt weird to me. And finally, you—you you guys were right. We just—you decide that, you know, how do you do it? You say, okay, someone is following him, and then we determine <laughs> because it, we're players talking about what's going on in the story, yeah. not, you know, it's in player in character knowledge and out of character knowledge. In a story yeah. game, it's like majorly different. Yeah, it's pretty much it, the the story game philosophy. I'm saying for a lot of mechanics is basically a player gets to say what his character is doing and seeing until someone says no, you don't, and that's when the mechanic comes in. Mm-hmm. In a sense, but then in this book, he makes a big friggin' deal about when he when you when you have narrative control, you cannot say what another character is doing. Well, yeah, and so, until it gets to what another character does, or but like your character's like, oh, I, I run into the building and I, you know, guns both a blazing and I. I, I shoot the bad guy and then I, you know, grab the princess and run out and then, you know, someone until someone says, eh, well, maybe not. And yeah. that's when dice come into it. But until that point, generally it looks like you, you get to say you your character to do whatever it wants. Yeah, I think I think as far as this kind of thing goes, I prefer the Wushu game. There's a game called Wushu that uh has similar mechanics to this, except for the fact that instead of um, what you do in that game is you... And I'd have to reread the rules to have this completely right, but uh, basically you have a, a number in a, in, a, in a trait, and every descriptor that you give gives you a die to roll. So if you just say, I shoot the guy you get one die. If you say he pulls his gun from his holster and as the sun glints off the metallic barrel, that might be two or even three, depending on how generous the GM is feeling, and you just keep going, and then you roll, and for every six, uh, success, you knock down a person, the, the opponent's threat level. But the thing about that is you have what's called chi in that game, and so the threat level, if, if you fail a roll, I think it's odds versus evens or something like that. And if you fail a die, then a point of your chi is taken. And if you get down to zero, then you're, you have no, story, no more story effectiveness for that scene. So if you want to go strictly through combat, that means you're knocked out or you're whatever. You're defeated in some way. 
if you just take it as a social thing, then then they win. The, you know, so it's more a combination of the narrative control versus um, you still have that gauge of how are we doing with this, you know. That's interesting, though. Yeah, it, it's, I'm not explaining it too well, but I mean... But the main idea I'm trying to get across is in that game, it's kind of a combination of what this game is doing, and then they just add an element that keeps you from going absolutely crazy with, you know, the GM puts an obstacle in front of you. Okay, I kill it. Right. Hmm. Which we didn't really have a problem with. Right. No. <laughs> but I could see if you're at, I guess, trust, I guess plays a huge part in these as well, because if you're at the wrong table, and you got somebody who's just... It was interesting. I'm glad, I'm glad we... I, I, like I said, I wouldn't mind trying it again now that I know what I know. Yeah. Yeah. I had a good time. Great Same time. Yeah. So when are you doing it again? Um, next Monday? Works for me. Are we playing That's next fine. Monday M4? Or, well, it depends on if Nikki's depends back or not. Nikki's, yeah. If Nikki's we want to have a backup can... plan? Um, yeah, let's have a backup plan instead of just going, oh, well, maybe we'll do... Uh, do we can we just try... continue this? Yeah, we can... Do we... Yeah, I'll I, if, you're up, if, if you're up to doing it, Eric, I'm willing to try this again next week. Yeah, okay. definitely. Uh, all right, but can we start with a fresh story? I mean, we'll we'll have yeah. basically this thing... Okay. You know, we, we know yeah, how we you make met. New... You, you got and I, I, might, I, I might be inclined to make new character, too, yeah. After 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 getting a chance to read through it, okay. Just uh, then keep me apprised through email or whatever. Just let me uh, assume assume I won't, but let but I'll let you know if I do. I like okay. my character. I, I like mine like too. Mine. I, I like mine too. I'm just after reading. I know how I am after actually reading through it. I might have like a million other ideas and said like, oh, that's the one I want to play. Yeah, and I'm gonna. <laughs> so all of a sudden and... we're not writing in Dusty. Yeah, but let's. Oh, uh, let, no, let's no, just, no, Dusty. Okay, let's let's assume that I'm going to. Uh, that, let's assume that I'm going to keep uh, Clayton and Dusty then. Okay. Well, and no, I've got, if you've got something better, or you know, something that you'll have more fun with, I think you should be allowed to. Yeah, you. Can. Well, I mean, I, 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 I understand, appreciate that, but let let's but assume Sapphire's pretty resourceful. Sapphire likes to manipulate. Yeah. <laughs> let, let's She'll take I'm, over whatever character you bring to the table. <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> Let's assume I'm going to keep Clayton, but okay. uh, just just in, just in case, uh, forewarned. We have a relationship now. All right, and a son. Uh, <laughs> a doting son. Gosh, Dad. I I think Octane really brought out some role playing opportunities, though. Yes, it mm-hmm. did. I enjoyed that. The interaction that was more fun for me. That's another yeah. thing I think Nikki would really dig it too. Yeah, I think she would dig either of these games. I I, I was kind of glad we didn't do after, happily ever after because I think she'd have a fun time with that one as well. Yeah, I I, I think she'd actually be upset about missing that one. Yeah, because uh, just how she reacted to it when we were telling her about it. Yep, I'm definitely gonna have to buy that one. Well, I should get going, gentlemen. Yep. All right. Okay. Thank catch you for the fun. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for Thanks a great for, evening. Yeah. Uh, catch you all later. Yep. Bye. Catch all right. later. See you next week. All right. And there it was. 
doing my best here, folks, to get uh, get caught up on Gutter Skype's episodes. Some that uh, some that are standing by, and I'm going to try and get them up online and in situations where we get feedback. Uh, try not to let that go. I'm trying not to let that go for too long before everybody can hear it, and especially folks that have written in have forgotten that they even wrote it. <laughs> so uh, I hope you enjoy. There'll be more Gutter Skype's episodes coming soon going to try and upload them more frequently but until then thanks again and see you then <laughs>